Sam goes, it's about a guy, right? It's about a it's about a guy. It's about a guy. It's about a guy. Are we recording? Is this on? Yeah, it's on. It's on. It's on. It's on. But I need my head. I need my soft head. I need my special hard. We have a okay. formal constraint. We are starting with a formal constraint, which is that we have five people and three mics. Isn't that right, Drew? It's a formal constraint. Oh, I'm going to turn on your mic. I think it's not on. I think we... Oh, it's your headphones are not on. Oh, that's... Wait, is this... I don't think the mic's on. There we go. Yeah, okay, now your mic is on. What happens when a podcaster loses his mic? They, they, they take it away if you break the podcasting codes. Oh, I've, I've broken many of those in my time. <laughs> okay. You guys can talk. I, need to, I just realized I need to get my, my text. Your book? This, this is a bit. You always leave to get a book. Hello. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do, you, no, do, you no. to, do you want to introduce us? Hey, <laughs> hey we well, do well, well, welcome, welcome to the pod. We've got a great show for you today. Yeah, stuff like that. We've got some yeah, guests. Here? We've got a competition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What's the competition we have? Uh, free tickets to the to the live show coming up. <laughs> yeah. Do we have another live show? We do. Yes. <laughs> In fact, I heard Lauren said a a right wing supported some bar or institution called the Sovereign House. Did they, you know, did they invite you to do a live show? Apparently they've invited us to do a live show. They heard that the KGB one was such a hit. Yeah. They said, we've got to have more of that. I do have, I have some questions about the KGB show. Yeah, let's get into it. Did you guys, how did you guys net out uh, with the bar? That was a concern in the, during the proceedings. Am I in a... <laughs> oh, um, we uh, ended with a net loss of like $30. That's pretty good. Yeah, but but we also <laughs> charged for tickets, so we actually netted positive. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, so on the bar is a net loss of $30. The bar was a net loss of 30 bucks, but yes, we didn't make money in the end. I think Drew and I both made about $300. Wow. <laughs> I was so broke at the time that I needed Lauren to actually forward yeah, me the money <laughs> <laughs> before we actually got it. Yeah, damn, you bailed your ass out. I'm so glad we get to have this really timely update on the KGB show. <laughs> How long? When was it? It was last summer? It was hot. It was last June. I'll tell you, it feels like just yesterday. Yeah, we're, we're all still there in a way. <laughs> I don't remember much of that night. Um, and it's sort of no way. What? <laughs> Explain that. Uh, we had some good guests. We had some good guests. It was maybe like a popularity contest for yeah, our guests. That was, a, that was the game. Sam, you weren't, you weren't, you were the I, only I, person yeah, here no, who I, there. I, I wasn't invited. I'm yeah, sorry. very offended. Where were you back in those days? Uh, like London, probably. Okay, same. Yeah. Mary old, Mary old. Mary Why old. are you? Mary, <laughs> ma- Mary old. But you've been here before. You're the only <laughs> current guest who's been in this very no, studio. that's not true. Dean has, but not in a studio capacity. Oh, but not in a studio my, capacity. Dean was at my holiday party. We're now calling this a studio because I had studio. to uh, sway our next guest 
a, res- you really tell a respectable guest that New a York author. That <laughs> 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 we meet at our studio in Park Slope. So it's a studio now, I guess. Welcome to my studio. Uh, Maybe you should introduce us. We don't do introductions. I was going to say, we don't really do introductions. Okay, maybe we should introduce ourselves. Yeah, you can do that. Do an auto introduction. I guess I would say the name on the podcast episode. Yeah, no, people will know. I want people to have to really try to work out who's speaking between me and you. Yeah, easy. Easy. Let's not identify ourselves. Okay, why don't we start with. Uh, Lauren and Drew giving an update to all the listeners of what you've been up to since you last recorded. When was the last record? I think it was in the springtime, wasn't it? With a wonderful translator. (laughs) Yeah, a wonderful translator. A translator. Um, Another, speaking of a motif we've been getting into lately, a taller gentleman. Was he tall? He was buff. He was built. He was strong. He's really tall. If you want to translate text, you've got to be strong. We recently had an interaction, actually, with another <laughs> esteemed translator uh, at Christie's Auction oh, yes, House. That's right. That's right. Where every last item was for sale. In fact, we were touching some velvety chairs. and No, don't let people know you touched the chair. Oh, uh, I looked at it yeah, closely. We looked at, we looked at and a man chairs. came up to us and said, Buy it! That's Buy true, it! I forgot about that guy. <laughs> This is at a book launch event for Benjamin Moser, the winner. One of of our two Pulitzer Prize. Tall and not only tall, but a winner of the Pulitzer Prize. Who's the other one? Has anyone seen that guy? I don't think we need to say his name on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But our thoughts and prayers are with him, of course. I heard he put in a hell of a show the other night at a reading, but... I also heard this. um, (laughs) Willie's like... (laughs) (laughs) A timely performance. Um, <laughs> so that's what we've been up to, just going to Christie's, looking at velvety chairs. Um, Lauren's been in New Jersey a lot. Yeah, I started interning at New Jersey Transit at the age of 30. Um, I was really, really, really depressed. Um, this is a PSA <laughs> to all the listeners if you haven't turned 30 yet. Just block out like six months on your Google Calendar after you turn 30. Just like six months of just crippling depression. And then... I was fine. Shut up. You're not a woman. If you're a woman, just block, just block it out. You know, Make sure you don't have any other commitments during that time. I've been really happy myself. Shut up. I don't, <laughs> this is not your space, okay? we got to maintain <laughs> this. This is my yeah. studio. <laughs> the dialectic. It, it, it kind of felt like a, a new lease of life, actually, turning 30. Uh, I, I, like, I, I no longer had anything to fear. I wasn't afraid of being 30 anymore. I was 30. Right, you just finally get it over with. Yeah, no, it was it was beautiful. It, it was a it was a sunny day. Um, <laughs> hope sprung in my heart. I love turning thirty. How old are you now? Thirty-three. Oh, Jesus! Yeah. Jesus's age, actually. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh. The um, the the peak of human life. The uh, in 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 Islam, when you go to heaven, you're thirty-three years old. There, the the height of a man's youth and prowess. Wait, so can, in Islam, no matter what age you are when you die, you're 33 when you go to heaven. Yeah, I guess if you're a child, you... You advance. <laughs> you become immediately... <laughs> your, your hairline just goes all the way back. <laughs> Damn, that's awesome. It's a fine age for a... I think... Uh, Dean, what F- were you doing when you were 33? Is that, is that just... Is that for men and women? 
I, I believe that is for men and women, yeah. It's very, that's a good system. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> very accommodating. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was very miserable when I turned Thank 30. Thank you. Like Thank deeply you. miserable. I don't think you should feel bad about it. I don't. I embrace it now. It's become part of me. Mm. Yeah. And I'm better now. I'm curious. I just turned 40. Did you oh, well done. Yeah. And I, and I, I bought my first uh, leather jacket. I saw it. <laughs> it. It arrived today. Yeah. Where is it from? I'm not sure about it. But it, tur but it, it's, it turns out it's not real leather. I've kind of failed. Oh, no. Where did you get it from? Uh, the real real. Oh, I get stuff from there. Street it's very bitterness. I'm not sure if I can wear that around. I think I will, to be honest. I, I don't think it looks my, pretty I natural on you. I like it. I don't think my yeah. girlfriend will like it. What is the real real? I've never really understood. No, I've, I know, I've heard women talking about I know about it's it. really yeah. fucking Something real. Something that only girls in Extremely high-end consignment guys. shop. Okay. So they have a, they have a storefront on, a, on Court Street. Uh, not far from Audrey Gallman's store. Um, kind of in the, the, the small, the micro district of Court Street that's all like online businesses there's like a, a internet dentist that i go to yes, 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 yes. Um, and it's next to a blank street coffee right there's a blank yeah. street coffee the vc funded coffee shop yes. there's there's a non-alcoholic liquor store no uh, yeah yeah I, I think it's i had not noticed it's called that. boisson or something like uh boisson, boisson. boisson. yeah what uh, you know various non-alcoholic spirits that's a whole thing now you know you're aware of this um, not someone who's really seeking that out, but I mean, sooner or later, I'll probably have to be and heading dry, over dry there. Jan, you'll be crawling to that Some store. people like the bite, you know, yeah. even if they don't. Is it like, is it like kombucha? It no, like it's like, you know, non-alcoholic gin. Like it tastes oh. like you can mix it into a cocktail, but. Yeah, that's mostly what I've been drinking all these years, actually. So it's. Oh, guys, don't forget to eat into going. the mic. We've done precious little <laughs> chewing into the mic. Oh, well, we'll see. What's the pink liquid? Jose, baby. <coughs> <laughs> Some natural wine. You know, it's the 30th birthday in our, uh, that opens our passage this week. It's a little segue if you want to use it. Thank you. Thank you, Willie. Oh, that's good. Get that right way. to the text. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. If you want to kill some way. time, you know, the, I'm fine with that. Well, we're no, we're not even allowed to talk about yeah, my co-host's birthday. Yeah, it feels off-brand to actually talk about yeah, the book. Well, I was wondering if we, could, yeah, if we could discuss the genesis, too, of this very episode and how it came to be, because I didn't really understand what happened. I think, yeah, I, just, I, someone I started, I, I think it was me. I think I was, someone I was quite drunk. Me. Yeah. Um, I, I think I got a, a bit drunk the night I arrived, um, and I just started going, oh, we should just have an episode with everyone on. And and you guys took me seriously, which was. A I bad don't think idea. I took you seriously, really, but I I was game. Yeah, we're yeah, here. With, yeah. With the passage was about um, problem drinking, which I thought was interesting <laughs> and appropriate yeah, for how yeah. the whole episode came about. Which was that we uh, we all got a little we all got a little tight this weekend. I think on a certain occasion. Yeah, I like the word tight. It's like a Hemingway esque word. Yeah, that is like a yeah. No, I'm trying to think of the last time I read it. I read it also in a Muriel Spark novel where someone says, I just can't get tight tonight. You know, sometimes that happens. Do they mean drunk? Yeah, they mean like they're not, they're struggling to get drunk. Maybe Does that ever happen to you? That happens. I don't know. If you drank too much the night before. But it is apropos of the, the passage, isn't it? Because yeah. his, uh, is it his wife at this point? No, she still is GF. What I didn't realize is he actually... They, uh, he knocks her up when they're not married yet. I was a little scandalized by that. 
did we see the moment of her, him actually knocking her? That's what up? I was wondering about. Because he has that line where he says, "Yeah, when we, as soon as we made love, I knew." Is that real? Do you know? I mean, I, there's a there's a few fathers here. Um, I think he knocks. I think. I think. A few sons, fathers and sons. What were you saying, D- Dean? Doesn't he do it on her mother's bed? Yeah, oh, that's what happens. Okay, I clearly wasn't checking out the new rental, <laughs> and they're not sure if they're going to live there. And then they make love on the mom's yes, bed. Yes, yes, this is the overfurnished kind of baroque apartment uh, of her mother. Okay. Yeah, that was a strange now. cut. At one point, they were saying it was too, you know, bourgeois, and then the next thing yeah, you know, they're, they're fucking on the bed. And they're procreating. Uh, well, if you fuck on your yeah, mother's it was bed, very, it was very trad, actually. Right. Because they were talking about we can't move to this apartment; it's too large and bourgeois, and it's in the city center. And why don't we move to this like suburb we went to outside of Stockholm, where it's like very diverse? And they'd been impressed by the diversity <laughs> on the market day. Yeah. And they're like, "There's no way, like, we can't live here." But then they start having sex on the mother's bed, and know instantly that. Uh, his girlfriend is pregnant and kind of fall in love with the apartment. It sounds like some folk wisdom, you know? You if you fuck in your mom's bed, she, the chick will get pregnant. Do you think the racistness of that neighborhood is what made them horny? The lack of diversity? No. Do you think that's what they were responding to? No. They don't like it. I mean, I didn't... It seemed, it seemed crazy to me. To like, I would... Uh, of course, it sounds really nice having like a really bourgeois apartment in the center of Stockholm. This is a system uh, they talk about that in Stockholm or Sweden, which I didn't know, everyone gets an apartment for life, but you're not allowed to sublet or anything, but you can just trade it. It's an interesting system. I was actually in uh, Sweden in the interim, in the juncture or the juncture between then and now, the interregnum, yeah. (laughs) Um, between this and our last episode. I I actually realized I went to the very restaurant that he goes to. It's called Pelican. He goes to Pelican a lot over the course of these these books. I forgot that, but I I had no idea going into it. I went with my mother and my brother. I made a sort of awkward, uh, stifled dinner. What would 20 beers run you at the Pelican at 2023 <laughs> prices? It would probably be like 500 Wait, is that where he drinks 20 beers at the I believe, Pelican? yeah, that's where he drinks that's 20 so beers, sick. which isn't impressive. I mean, I, don't, I can't tell you. I, yeah, let's talk about that. Has, have any of you ever drank 20 beers in one sitting? I, no, I have not. Not 20, even at my nice fall gathering I where we decided to do this podcast. Yeah. How, how, how big is a beer? How, uh, how, how large are we? Yeah, I would guess he's drinking pints. I just tiny little bit. Oh, tiny little beer. That's a good question. So then yeah. it could be how, like how an how eight pint situation. Is, is a bit. Yeah. How how big do the beers come at Pelican? Um, I remember them being middling. I was unimpressed. They were. I mean, I, it was no pint. Or what? Do you, you have your own system we, we have over our there. Own pint. You, you yeah. have a, a smaller pint than us. What? It's yeah, a smaller yeah, pint. Yeah, British pint is what a third hell? larger than an American pint. Yeah, pints run yeah. bigger. Well, I mean, you call yours imperial. Uh, we have a different pint. Yeah. Uh, it's 20 ounces, that's 16. Pint size varies across the world, but. You would I think mean, they'd just be. Wait, you yeah, and so us. No, you, no one else. Does oh, Australia refer to someone as pint size in England? Is it. 
a third less despair. I, <laughs> I mean, it's still not huge for like a person. <laughs> I remember I ate for I a man. I think I had duck. That's true. No man wants to be called. And duck. venison. There was a lot of game. Did it, what did they? Product. Wait, let me guess. They prepared it in like a, a kind of lingonberry. It was a lingonberry sauce. sauce and then like a brown sauce. How, how I mean, the fuck did I know? I, I, I ate so many types of tartare and meatballs in my sojourn in Europe that. So they actually they actually eat uh, Scandinavian food there and at the Pelican. This is a complaint that Nausgaard has about Sweden, and it kind of oh, this sort of thing right. comes up because he gets hammered at this party. Yeah, uh, and no one in Sweden drinks. He yes. also doesn't like they eat Italian food. And they're kind of yeah. they're soy. This is the, what we would say today. And they say they don't believe in gen- they're like genderless at the prenatal gathering, uh, and like women are against they're against the idea of instinct. Yeah, I, I didn't understand. What he meant by that? Yeah, I wasn't sure. It it sounded like they have a very. They're like woke, basically. Proto woke. Gender. Well, what would now be considered, I mean, fairly standard, but this must be in the 90s? I don't know, early noughties? I never understand the timeline. Okay, mid noughties. No, Vanya's born in 2003. He said they get very uncomfortable with any idea of like a kind of link between gender and biology. Right. It's like NATO class. Yeah, the word like primal or instinctual like triggers all of them and a woman's crying and then her husband shows up late and he feels a sense of camaraderie with the other late husband. Was that in this passage? Uh, I stopped at the fish soup. Uh, the, the, NATO, the NATO comes in, I think. Oh, the does rest, it? Yeah, the rest is outside. The NATO, the NATO or maybe I read a little outside. Might have been a pagination thing, yeah. 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 Like vintage pagination. <laughs> but, um, fill, us, fill us in on the NATO class. Or some of the cheese. <laughs> I, I, I haven't read it. All I can do is hear is eat cheese. Do you want cheese, him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, I'll yeah, pass you the cheese. cheese plate, which I so generously brought. Where's a beautiful cheese plate? I haven't even uh, eaten uh, any can, yet. Can we talk about the cheeses we've got? Uh, yeah, whenever, whenever Mr. Chris is on the pod, we talk it's about a, it's, it's a cheese episode. Looks like we have yeah. St. Andre. Um, St. Andre is solid. Favorite of my okay. father-in-law's. God, I no way. Have, yeah. Yeah, touch the cheese. Let's get, um, wait, what's your father in law? Like? Kind of blue. Great him? guy. <laughs> blue cheese. No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> not, like, not like Linda's father in law? <laughs> no, not, not like Linda's yeah. father in law. No, no I really like my father in law. Yeah. He lives awesome. up in Rhode Island. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. On is. a farm? On a farm in Rhode Island, yeah. They have no space for farms there? There are some rural parts of Rhode Island. Oh, about, about the cheese. Yeah. No, I've, I've, I've been asked to describe the cheese. Um, Oh, it's good. It's like um, uh, it's like a kind of milder gorgonzola, like a um, uh, what, what's it called? The um, the one they have in British supermarkets. It's like a milder gorgonzola. Oh, Saint Augustine? No, no. Some um, ah, uh, it's a it's a it's an Italian name. Um, oh, this is weird. Drew got honey Dijon chips. What's wrong with that? I don't care for them. It's, it's interesting. I can never it's, please her. It's unusual. It's, it's like um, it's like in China where all of the crisps have weird flavors, like oh, cucumber. Well, in China, it's beyond the pale. Yeah. Is, yeah. No, no, it's, it's amazing. You've got like hate, hot Italian every, beef crisps. I hate every Chinese chip flavor except plain. The other night I had shrimp flavored. Um, <laughs> what's that word phrase? What's well, that thing? Guajichang? 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 Oh, gochujang. Yeah, gochujang. It's not Chinese, it's Korean. It's okay, I'm yeah. sorry. Um... It was Oriental Gojang shrimp chip product, and it was lovely. I'd eat that. I had really bad heartburn oh, afterwards, that. but it was it was lovely as I ate it. Are you still on um, 
proton pump inhibitors? Oh, yeah. I'm pumping that protein. Do you still have really bad heartburn? It's getting worse by the day. At this point, I even have pains in my neck because of it, I think. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's why I'm on a really healthy diet of spreadables, salami, and modelo. And zin. Oh, and do that. I have my my zin pouches here. They're, like, wet and... Do you do all those, like, zin zin bro terms? Zimbabwe, upper deck? I'm not so familiar with the whole idiom of zin, though I'd be eager to learn it. I've... It's something you got the basic idea. I got the basic. I know Tucker Carlson is an avid uh, Zen Zinner. Did you watch him on the Nelk Boys podcast? I did not. I don't really keep up with podcasts anymore. I've, I it's like triggering. When Tucker Carlson goes on the Nelk Boys podcast, that's a that's an appointment viewing, and that's how I treated it. And they talk they talk Zen for a while. What Wait, I, I, I don't understand half the words. Any in of that? that? You, you should. Okay, I, I know who Tucker is. Do you know Tucker? Yeah. The Nelk Boys are um, these like. Ah. Nelk? Nelk Boys? N E L K? Is that a. Yeah, is, is full, that like a full send? Are you aware of this phenomenon? I don't know the Nelk Boys. So the Nelk Boys are... <laughs> now I get to show off my knowledge of dipshit internet culture. So this is, this is great. Full send. They're, they're, they're related. Um, the Nelk Boys are this, like, they're these, this YouTube crew of guys who kind of... It's almost like Girls Gone Wild. They go like to big college campuses and do an almost Girls Gone Wild style thing where they get... They get drunk with the frat boys and the sorority girls and they make these crazy videos. Okay. I think some are kind of locked behind uh, like a paywall and that might be the, more, the wilder stuff. And then um, they, they're kind of right wing uh, though. They're, they're Trump supporters. Um, so it's an interesting like uh, example of like kind of reactionary youth culture out there on YouTube that no one really pays any attention to because it's, I mean, it's beyond stupid. But they had, they had Tucker on their, their podcast and it was... It was quite something to see them all interacting. I think they're, some of them are Canadian. They went, they went to um, Dagestan and met um, that guy. Oh, the, what, the, the, the little the tiny guy. Yeah, the tiny Hasbullah. Hasbullah. Yeah. Um, He's great. Yeah. And they were like, they were like <laughs> washing cocaine off of their credit cards before getting on the flight to Russia. They were like flipping out. They are like, get the zap off the credit cards. These are the, I've watched a few, I've watched a few Nook Boys videos. It's really fascinating stuff. Did, they call it zap. <laughs> did, 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 Tucker, did Tucker treat them with kind of barely concealed contempt? No, it was interesting. I mean, he was, he was, he was amused at like their sort of, um, I don't know, youthful and ridiculous nature and things that he didn't understand that they were talking about, I guess. But then he, he, he like enjoyed the opportunity to talk to young people as sort of like as an inspirational figure. And then he goes on, he went on a long rant about like Jeffrey Epstein that they were like loving. Um, it was, it's, a, it's, it's worth, you know, some of your time if you got to kill. Wait, did well, we just let discourse sneak its way onto the pod? That's what we can't That's play. the Nelk Boys. Uh, that's not yeah, discourse? No, okay. I was worried it was discourse I, I, adjacent. I, 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 it's discourse light. Yeah. I feel like I can talk about Tucker without talking about his politics, which is just he's kind of way more boring than I thought he would be. Um, like I, I kind of knew him from discourse. I had this idea that oh, Tucker's something different. He's this terrifying right-wing ogre. And then I watch him, and he's just like a a guy on the TV talking about the news and making fun of it, like a less funny John Stewart. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's totally right. I, I was happy when I found out he was a denizen. See, that's the phrase I just came up with. Denizen. Oh, oh, oh nice. Okay. <laughs> I, 
I don't know the whole so lingo. So good, no one got it. I, know, yeah. so <laughs> I felt somehow validated. He did say, I, I actually have seen him uh, sort of rhapsodize on Zin. And he says, it makes you more alert. And I think virile. And I think yeah. that's true. Well, I don't know if that's true. It just makes me, it makes my stomach hurt, which is kind of akin to being virile. Yeah, definitely. I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> a man should have a sour stomach. Absolutely. I'm always saying this. Yeah. That's what we aim for. Yeah. Someone once told me men should be underslept. You should never sleep a lot. You should he always be that. tired. <laughs> Friend of the pod, Adam Gluck. You may know him. He's a straight man. What would he know? <laughs> He said, he said, we're talking about men. He's, he's saying, so he his estimation men. is that other men should be underslept. Yeah, this is his expectation, a sort of goal for okay. a man is to be mm. a little underslept. I, I read a piece by Tao Lin recently, uh, expanded version of an older piece, and it made like a really strong case for, for the opposite, for sleeping a lot. It has dramatic health benefits. Not only that, but like... Um, we should all be taking afternoon naps, which is maybe impossible. But does that contribute to like virility and masculinity? Well, just like, you know, life and like, heart disease has mm. serious consequences. Yeah, having recently had a period of a lot of, uh, you know, bad sleep, because uh, I had a child right. a couple years ago. You're the father. Got it, yeah, getting, getting on the other end of that, Mystery I have to solved. say, there's no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing better. There's no. The, does, does this guy who said men should be underslept? Is he? May I ask if he's a father? Uh, aspiring father, you know. All right, well, he'll be singing a different tune. I think uh, when he actually experiences unrelenting. No. Could I? Uh, he likes to stay up late as well. <laughs> he, he he's been known for uh, having. Have any of you encountered the thing of taping your mouth shut when you oh. sleep? I've been hearing a lot. I, I've, I've heard. Yeah, it. I've been very tempted, yeah I, I, I know people who've started taping their mouth shut during sleep, um, which feels insane to me. That, what that, that are the purported? Uh, what are the purported I, benefits? I have no idea. I don't know if there are any. I think they might just do it. I might tape my mouth shut when I'm awake. <laughs> is this a Huberman? That's good. <laughs> is this a, a Huberman style thing? Is this? Does this relate to one of those vitalist guys out there? I, I, does it I come have, from a certain I school? I have no idea. I, I just know that like a, a friend of a friend is just. Oh yeah, I've been I've been taping my mouth shut in bed. I think it's like a Hindu thing, you know, or <laughs> it's something to improve the breathing because they breathe differently over there. Mm. Is what I've been told. She is a Buddhist. It, well, that's no. close enough. It's like no, she's not a Buddhist. Goja Chung is, <laughs> you know, she does meditation. You're up for two tonight. <laughs> I like a Buddhist. I'm it already. Okay. I think it encourages diaphragmatic uh, breathing when you sleep. Is that good? I I I uh, anything having to do with yeah, the diaphragm so. is good. I, I did meet someone. I think it was here. Yes, who who had done like a a breathing class, like a kind of zoom. Yeah, you have to learn how to breathe Yeah, now. like, like yeah. kind of 45 minute learning how to breathe. That's probably what they do in the prenatal class. Lamage is, is one of those things. Lamage, Lamage. Oh. Remember? Oh. It was a, it was a breathing set of breathing exercises that was very popular in I think the 80s or something. This is this is in my list of things you don't see so much anymore okay, because in 90s films, 80s, 90s comedies, Lamaze breathing was uh, yeah, drop the bomb on that one. Um, you really it was it was everywhere, and I just you don't you didn't even know what I was talking about. Lamaze. I know um I, you know the Alexander technique. Do you know about that shit? I've, I've heard of it. I've been thinking about getting no into that because I've had I'm, this I'm pain in my neck. In 
It's about posture, right? It's about oh, I, I do need to improve my posture. Is everyone in the room well, just tonight, suddenly... Tonight, <laughs> is a, tonight is a disaster of posture because we only have three mics. I'm like leaning uh, over here. Like Every year, my, my resolution is to improve my posture. Apart from last year. I think what you need is a brace. Care of my right. cuticles. Your cuticles? Yeah. How's that going? Uh, yeah, it's, they, it's all right. I got some trimmers for my cuticles, and, and they're not all as looking, bad as Remember when they used to say, if you look at your nails this way, and for yeah. the listener, that's when you yeah, turn yeah, your with, hand, with your, put your nails with, down. With, like, like a little claw. I'm not good at physical descriptions, but <laughs> that's the... Like, they said this is male, this is straight, and yeah, then yeah. the and, other and, and way. Hand out is gay. Is yeah. gay. Yeah. And I remember or, or female. I was yeah. terrified that yeah, I would no, get the always, gay way. Always the other way. Yeah. So, yeah. Since like That's 14 why. years old. Yeah. I never sleep so I'm tired as a man, and I turn my hand the, the straight way when I look at my nails. And uh, my cuticles look pretty good, thanks to the Alexander technique. That sounds like the name of a horrible novel. Which one? That's actually the name of my novel, Lauren. Oh shit! I, I, I saw I saw a great display of novels at the airport today. It, it was it was such a, a shelf of books. Um, it was such a shelf of yeah, books. Yeah, like 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 you know how like you, you know what books are like now, where like you go to a bookshop, it's just yeah. like you see the title, like okay, that's a fucking book. It's called yeah, like, like, oh, like carrying Not the light one. of yeah. tomorrow today. <laughs> like okay, like we've we've got four. Wait, here. go off, Sam. Say more about what books are like now. I fucking hate books. I'm so sick of books. <laughs> this is a literary podcast. I'll have you know. So okay, so so here at the airport, they had books four, like four like books. There was one called The Dressmakers of Auschwitz. No. There was one called A Bake in Paris no. there was one called Her Two and Her then there was one two? called The Sisters of Auschwitz so that's two <laughs> Auschwitz three of and one kind of you know five-year-old internet meme it's like a poem some, like big data thing where they're like if it has Auschwitz in the title it, like, yeah I, I think it's the the x of y much. yeah the, like the 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 tailor of Samarkand or the the, the cobbler of, of yeah. Sanaa it's just like any kind of exotic any destination kind of or, or like Auschwitz apparently <laughs> has like the same kind of yeah. mystical glamour as Bukhara. The cobbler of Auschwitz. Yeah. The Alexander <laughs> technique of Auschwitz. You know, they made your posture really good over there. I didn't know they had dressmakers at Auschwitz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I guess we're going to have to read the book. I mean, we, we could start a new podcast where we read that one. Yeah. Uh, we may as well call it up. Get get the PDF going. Let's, let's okay, dig into hang. it. I, I've, got the, I've got a subtitle. Um, it's by Lucy Adlington, and its subtitle is "The True Story of the Women Who Sewed to Survive." No. Yeah. Okay. There's always somebody doing something like this, like the violinist, you know, is to play. Mm. Isn't that to play to survive the Holocaust? Or no, that's the no, pianist. Is that not the pianist with um, Adrian Brody? I never saw so, that. Is that what no, I, I saw that. That's by Roman Polanski. I actually love Adrian yeah, Brody. It's a, it's a decent film. He's an icon. He's, a, he's a schnoz, an icon of having a schnoz. Having recently rewatched the Darjeeling Limited, I'll say that uh, he's really a hero of mine now. I just, um, I just respect him. Which is a, something that has been to do with Hinduism again. Is and, he Jewish and breathing or he correctly. just looks that way? Well, this is the whole thing with Wes Anderson. He casts Jews in like nominally waspy roles yes. it's yeah, like an inversion no, I, I saw Asteroid City was, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I saw that on the flights to New York yeah, yeah. I, I kind of don't know why like, I, I left it after okay yeah that, that was yeah. a period of time that elapsed it's so strange because in like the mid-century like I recently rewatched The Graduate at um, Keith McNally's film festival at the Roxy what? Yeah, Keith McNally had a film festival? Which was splendid, though we forgot to get the bottle of the complimentary bottle of wine after at Balthazar. 
And uh, at that point in time, they were they were casting Jews in nominally waspy roles. They were like sneaking the all these Jews into seemingly waspy movies. But then Wes Anderson inverts it. Wait, no, I thought he does the same thing. No, he d- because they're nominally... He's t- oh, oh he I, guess, I guess it is the same Jewish thing. Roles. But time has passed, so it yeah. seems different. Maybe I didn't articulate that well, but you see what I'm saying. I see what you're saying. Keith McNally is in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Why is he in trouble? Yeah, this is on Instagram. This is a discourse. Oh, Jason, well, thing. Yeah, yeah, this, it is discourse actually. No, <laughs> only there's a there's a there's a boycott pasty movement. That's yeah. all I can. That's all I can say without getting into a discourse. He engaged in discourse and he is paying the price. <laughs> and so maybe this, let it be known. This is what happens when you engage in discourse, even if you're a mere. Uh, He's not even a chef. Well, he he, I would say he really disengaged in the discourse very quickly. Kind of like very zero integrity fashion, I'd say. Yeah, like, yeah. I, he I, really did not hold his ground well, I even guess for, I, even I won't for be like going a, to get the, the complimentary bottle of wine because apparently... I we heard about that, yeah. You get, if you go to the film festival. I know, but we forgot to go and instead we had uh, Asian um, ice cream afterwards. Oh, Hin- Hindu Gajachung ice cream. <laughs> Something of that nature. <laughs> I disavow. I disavow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is like I, I, yeah, this is as what, what is what is Guajujang? Because I've I've been thinking at Guajujang. I've been thinking about. I've been buying a lot of. Um, there's a Korean farm at uh, the farmers market in Union Square mm-hmm. called Lani's Farm, and it's okay. and it's the best store. Like everything in really? Union Square, it's the best store. It's there like Wednesdays, Fridays, I think, and they do these. Um, you know, kimchi's, but like many different, all like weird pickle stuff. That's incredible. But I've been thinking about buying the gochujang. gochujang it's a, it's a fermented it, chili is, paste. So what's it for? Oh. So, yeah. It's for putting on uh, chicken thighs <laughs> for your children in exactly, Park Slope. Exactly. It's like yeah. a, very, it's a very, it became very trendy, I it's feel like, like for... Times weeknight meal type beat. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's for Korean cooking, obviously, getting that out of the way. But yeah. it did become, <laughs> but it did become like <laughs> highly, highly uh, trendy, I feel like, among Brooklyn parents and the sort yeah. for easy weeknight meals because it's like, it stays in the it's fridge good. forever. It's great. Mm. You thin yeah. it out with like a little oil or... It's like or, smoky, yeah. it's sweet, it's spicy. Marinate chicken thighs in it, throw it on a it's sheet good. pan, with some I vegetables, dinner's make, done. Like, some dude. fried rice with that. Is this a dinner? Yeah. I feel like Carl Luke. I love those weeknight meals. If they'd known about gochujang in 2003, he would have made that. Uh, he would have been pissed about it. He he you liked. Think he he about was it? pissed every time he had to have Italian food in Sweden or whatever. No, he loves Italian food. They didn't respect the Scandi ways. No, I feel like he like getting hammered at the birthday party and true. things well, like we that. Well, that. I can tell you at Pelican, there's definitely a lot of traditional Scandi dishes which I had, which was like I had herring, venison. Um, I did have many beers, but I have to escape my family in the afternoons and go to a bar where I would get espresso and like five beers and, and write. And it worked out beautifully. It was wonderful. That sounds like a dream. That's it very that's very Canal Scardian. That's One like espresso and five beers? Uh, or, or vice versa. The Norwegian speedball? Yeah, yeah, what was this? Yeah. <laughs> I got a bit. Oh. You wanna, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. You want a bit of a beer? Oh, yeah. I think it's a bit. Willie is zinning. Yeah, we gotta see what it's about. I gotta think of something to say. You might get a little. Yeah. Can I have a, a bit? Can I have a beer as well, please? Have a beer and a bit. Mm. Is that is that nicotine? It's ni- yeah, it is. Uh. It's it's gonna make you sound like Tucker Carlson, <laughs> <laughs> or make you vomit, which is equally uh, valid. I'd love to hear more about Pelican. And New Jersey. Pelican, I went in the middle of a little family crisis. My brother is sort of um, phobic about travel. 
though my mother, who's quite old at this point, was very enthusiastic, and I was sort of thrown into the middle of them, as, as one often is, and I was trying to sort of mediate this conflict that was bubbling up, and, uh, you know, we, but we enjoyed our meal. I think that was one of the better nights out there. We ha I had a venison tartare with some raw egg. I had some smoked herring. Um, my brother asked the waiter what the most popular dish on the menu was, and he said, everything's great. That was the Cla response. The classic waiter thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was the response. Well, that we how had. do you say that when you're a waiter? <laughs> I was really bad at this. Really you know, I actually, uh, people would ask me, and I was so afraid of the appearance of upselling when right. I was waiting tables oh. that I pan I panicked. I was like, well, uh, and I would tell them I would, I would try to talk through what they were looking for. That's not what yeah. people want. No. And I've learned in the years since that I would like my waiter to decide for me. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. blowing it all those years. Oh, you know, the, the thing about Stockholm is it's actually like an irritatingly placid place. Yeah, it's so calm that you become furious. <laughs> this explains so much. I've never <laughs> been in a place like this. Like there was just there was so little stimulation that I wanted to scream at all times. It was I don't know why I, I had the ingenious idea after my mother's uh, poodle died to help her by Very taking her to um, Stockholm. I don't know why. And it was so calm and placid that there was, there was just like a, a fury and a kind of anxiety resulted because there was so little to see or do. We went to a place that I, whose name I'm now forgetting that was built in the Lonely Planet travel guidebooks, which I'm a huge fan of. I love Lonely Planet. It's one of my favorite pieces of literature. <laughs> I, re I really do. I, I'm addicted to I read Lonely Planets when I'm bored of places I haven't been to. Um, but we went to this place that was an open-air museum of Scandinavia, and it said it was very intricate, and there was like archaeology and things like this. And instead, it was just like kind of like a place for children. It was like a gigantic like exhibit for little kids. It was sort of like back in New England, where I uh, where I'm from. There's like Plymouth Plantation and things uh. like this that they sort of like recreate the um, you know early. Uh, American period or whatever you want to call it, but this was just a big exhibit. You could just basically pet. It's a glorified petting zoo. What was there to pet? Um, I don't know. Various Swedish varietals of goat. Oh, goat. there literally were animals. They yeah. were there were animals, human animals too. Yeah. And we just got drank lemonade and sort of like complained about how boring it was, which is kind of the motif of the whole trip. Yeah. Um, but I took a great ferry actually from. Well, this would be Tallinn, Estonia, where I eventually landed. I took a ferry from Tallinn to Helsinki, Ooh, which was full of like drunken um, Finns who apparently it's sort of like in, in 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 Massachusetts you go to you go to you you, you know you really? go to there's always a state like it's like Iowa. To Willie Missouri. has officially disavowed my use of China Dis sweet. The, the New York I, Times I, does, I, does I, not I does not. I avow it. The of China I avow it. There's a well, that's state. Because you are yourself a China. Let me finish my story. I'm a, I'm a China Jew. He's a China Jew. Yeah. There's always a state like if you're in Massachusetts, you go to New Hampshire to get like booze and fireworks, and yeah. this is what Estonia, I guess, is for Finns. Oh, word. Yeah. So this whole ferry was like teaming with drunken Finns. It's, Finn the, it's so, like, the Pennsylvania. They take the ferry to get loads of booze and cheap cigarettes, and then come back with it with the bounty. I mean, they have like pallets. Oh, of, a bo of, booze cruise. Yeah, it's a booze cruise. And like there's like, like an ar there's like an arcade and a casino and like myriad bars and my mother and I were like you know like wandering through the whole fucking ship looking for just a place that was quiet yeah. and then this barmaid barmaid's a nice word you don't hear too often. <laughs> Um, Willie, Willie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it? Does it pass? A bar, a lovely young woman, a, a barmaid, came up to us, my mother and and myself, and said, "Why are you here?" And we looked at her like, "What?" 
And she's like, yeah, why are you, you seem to be American. Like, why are you on this boat? <laughs> she's like, this isn't really for you. And I said, I, I just wanted to find only. a way to Helsinki, baby. I don't know. Do you, what, I'm sure you said it exactly. Was there a kind of uh, erotic person? Like, do you think she was trying to... She was very cute and robust and sort of vital. Um, I actually did, to be fully honest. That's a barmaid. I did. I did feel that free was in the days of. It was in the aftermath of the death of um, she rest in peace, Sinead. Is that how you say it? Sinead. Sinead O'Connor. Sinead O'Connor. And I was listening to her music on repeat, yeah. specifically the song "The Emperor's New Clothes," oh. which is a lovely song. And it was—it was like you went outside on the boat, and it was just—it was like it wasn't even rain. It was like in the middle of a cloud. It was just mm. so cold and like this, this, this drizzle. It made me actually feel a very Knausgardian uh, frisson. But then, yes, I also felt a, a sort of frisson for the barmaid. Because I wanted to say, you know, I'm here yeah, for I, you. I wasn't sure if the story actually happened to you or if you were just describing <laughs> the book. <laughs> does sound does sound similar. I'll tell you, I myself don't know anymore, but <laughs> it I actually do. does sound exactly like something that happened in Knowsgar <laughs> in book two. Just to spit these things, or are you just no, no, just keep Jesus. it. In. Oh wow! All right, don't swallow it. Yeah, no, I know that. Don't swallow really? it. Don't swallow but, it. But um, I. That was my encounter with sort of Scandinavian, although I don't know if any of them are really Scandinavian, Nordic, shall we say, culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we went to this, Baltic. we went to an amazing art museum in, in the outskirts of Tallinn, but the whole, the whole history of the museum was like, they had 20 years of independence, you know, th- between mm-hmm. the wars. Damn. And the whole story is like how little independence they've had. Like, they're, like all their art is borrowed from the French. I, I I don't respect those countries. It was it was sort of sad. <laughs> no, like, I, that was our big moment. It might not even have been twenty years. I, I I went to I went to Riga once. The whole place was full of swastikas. It's creepy there. Oh, I well, don't it's like Russian. It. They're all ethnic Russians. Okay, well they're they're, they're yeah. ethnic Russians and Nazis. Yeah. It's, it's, it's creepy. Oh yeah, yeah. And and we did beautiful um, architecture. It's where the Jewish yeah, side no, of my family built, built comes by from. Germans. Yeah. Yeah, Riga. Good thing yeah, I no, left. No, um, yeah, no. We, we, we're from. We're from. Uh, uh, fuck. Where, where am I from? I'm from. Um, I'm in Litvak. Um, mm-hmm. I'm from Lithuania. Oh, okay. Uh, and then from Belarus as well. Um, but so, like, me and my girlfriend have been doing this kind of, you know, uh, project where we make a dish from every country in the world. I saw uh, that. I've yeah. been really intrigued by that. Thank yeah, you for doing that. Hey, m- my pleasure. Your <laughs> <laughs> um, service. But we've. <clears throat> We did all three Baltic states in one night, start a main dessert, because they were fucking terrible. I actually saw that right before I went to Estonia, and I thought, oh, shit. <laughs> okay, well, what, what's the food I made kind of representative of how it actually is there? Um, it was, a, yeah, I think it was. It was a lot of just, okay. like, boiled things. Yeah, I mean, they have these... Like, boiled cabbage. Um, I love boiled cabbage. They Dumpling have these, type They have these dumplings, things. which are the... Some, actually, until I went to Kentucky, some of the worst things I've ever eaten in my life. <laughs> um, which, like, you, you use like a combination of um, like mashed potato, grated raw potato, and potato starch for the kind of dumpling casing, and it just gives the whole thing this kind of uniquely vile, gelatinous texture. And then inside, it's just pork and onions, nothing else. Um, and they're, they're, they're just they're not Get civilized some people salt, salt and pepper in there maybe I, I, I think the recipe Mar- had salt but I, I don't I don't know if 
I don't know if like when this dish was invented, the people there had discovered well, salt yet. You know, they have a tower in Tallinn that was like the, apparently the tallest building in the world for like three years. What? And some point. Well, <laughs> like the 14th century. Or maybe, maybe more like, yeah, in the 14th century, maybe more of like 100 years. Yeah, but that I, was built by Germans, right? Uh, yeah, they, it, it, they, they were, they were a ton of native, yeah, na- uh, Germans. They, they, they were running around in the woods with spears. And I read about the it forest. in a story. They're, they're not proper people. By this dude called uh, Tom Bissell. <laughs> And it was called Love Story with Cocaine. It was just about an American dude and his Estonian girlfriend doing a lot of blow in Tallinn. And I thought, I'm going to take my family there. And I did. <laughs> to do a love And play. we ate the shitty food, but I didn't, no, I did not partake in that. Um, but I ate a lot of the, the dumplings. Yeah, no, they're, they're bad. And the smoked I mean, like, fish. It's hard to fuck up a dumpling. Dumplings are good. Yeah. They, they make very bad dumplings. Maybe they need to bring the Germans back, you know. Uh, like, I was, Reclaim I was in, the territory. I was in Poland this month. They, they have great dumplings. But you, how was Kentucky? Why were you in Kentucky? Uh, I, I was in I was in Kentucky for a for a, a secret project. I can only I can only tease on the pod. Um, but yeah, I, I spent the last two nights in in Kentucky. I've just got in, um, and and it, it is the worst food I've I've ever had in my life. I like before I went out there, I was I was looking up the kind of local delicacies. Uh, None of you have been to Kentucky, right? I realize I have. I've only been to Kentucky on a layover at the Cincinnati airport, which is technically in Kentucky. And okay. I did have. I had the local delicacy of Cincinnati chili. Yeah, I, I, I uh, which hear. Is, yeah, which was skyline chili. Right? Yeah, yeah, it was that. Or but like you another have one, on spaghetti. Or? It's like yeah, it's like chili that has cinnamon in it or something because yeah. like they're all Macedonian and then there's something. Yeah, like I, I I didn't try that. Kentucky, it's just south of. Ohio. Yeah, Ohio. yeah. I have been there, yeah. My oh, okay. My father's from Dayton, which is just, just You've been to Dayton? Of, my father's from there, yeah. It's my yeah. homeland, right? Um, yeah. Dayton's my ancestral home. My dad's from there, yeah, and that band, you, maybe your theme. Uh, oh, voices are from Dayton. Yes. From Dayton. Guided by voices, they hail so from Dayton. Mika oh, Otto, <laughs> famous dance. Oh, um, of course. I was staying in Covington, which is just mm. across... The yes. from um, Cincinnati, and that's where the the, 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 the boy, the yes, teams, yeah, the the, the, the boy who smiled, who smiled wrong. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. He, did have, yeah. he had a creepy smile. He did have a creepy smile. That there was a boy who was a viral video doing like, like a creepy smile, and then and then they tried to like kill him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, th- this is verging on discourse. Th- oh, yeah. we're, 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 we're across the discourse line at this point. Yeah. It was a very 2018 thing to have happened. I don't oh, think it would happen okay. now. Right. I was well, enjoying that. You know, actually, similar things are happening now in kind of the other direction, but we shouldn't get into that. Yeah, yeah. No, we, 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 we can talk did, about the, uh, that, yeah, the, the hot brown. Covington city <laughs> centre, I mean, it's a very small centre of Covington. It is kind of what you were talking and posting about, this, like, this crazy, like, kind of hipster... Like, kind, kind of, of like hipster beer. from like twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, like okay. So I was in I was in Lexington, Kentucky, where <laughs> where where like <laughs> <laughs> Willie hates that. Willie really just got absolutely owned by. Willie's having an attack. <laughs> He's no Tucker Carlson. He couldn't take it. Didn't, ha- wait, when I came on last time, did I do one of those? I, I think ha- you may yeah, have. Yeah, I have a weird memory. It's becoming of doing mandatory. It's just too much. Uh, you look great, no, though, no, with no, it in no, you. Thanks. Did you just say you looked great? <laughs> you looked great taking that out of your it gums. Out. Disgusting. I'm sorry. It's okay. You great taking that <laughs> What were you saying about Kentucky? Mm. You had the hot brown. Yeah, I had hot the hot brown. brown. Okay, hot okay, brown. okay. I want so, to know about this. 
So, so before I before I went out to Kentucky, I was looking up like what the local food is. Yeah. Um, because you know there are some places in America that have good local food. Such as. And, What's uh, your favorite like, American local food? Like the South barbecue. Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah, like, like sure. A nice you know. New England boil dinner. Have you ever had one of those, Lauren? I've, I've had a, a New I've England had a, boil. You've been known like boil. You've been known to boil a dinner in your time. Me? Well, that's what I heard. Are you anyway. accusing me of being a dinner boiler? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you, it's just when you throw up brisket and potatoes and carrots in a pot uh, and sort of just let it be. Okay. I mean, that's not a terrible accusation. It's essentially it's, it's a, not boiling. That's uh, a braising. Braising. Shall we yeah, say. yeah. Yeah. Damn. Braise with gochujang. <laughs> it's my yeah, New no, York I, Times I, I, sheet I do pan that. I dinner. Do a, I do a, a fucking I mean, good like um, gochujang braised um, of course pork you do. belly. Of course you do. I actually, yeah, would, it's, it's good. It's, I would it's really fuck with good. that as the like, good like you, you take an Asian pear, you put that in with uh, oh. some garlic. Oh my god! Ooh. Now we're doing sweet and savory. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, like because gochujang is like half sweet, half savory. It's, um, yeah. And then you have that with like like some pak choy, some rice. It's not in any sense really authentic and then you go to sleep and tape your nose up you have a beauty rest (laughs) (laughs) got him what's wrong with my mouth oh god you're right you tape your mouth shut I got it wrong (laughs) oh shit (laughs) how do you tape your nose shut uh oh Sam just yeah I spilled the bed I think I need to grab a cloth uh we're There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of um, tablecloths in there. I was looking earlier. There's no paper towels. There's no. There's not a single. There's not a single towel in your bathroom. What's going on with that? Has like. Has. has, There's no one in your house is willing to like have a communal towel. There's no communal towel. This is a studio in Park Slope. You don't call it your bathroom. This is a a facility that the studio offers to its esteemed guests. That's right. I want to get to the hot brown because I think yeah, this no, is a really foul yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. Was, I'm curious to hear the more about worst it. shit I've ever eaten in my life. Um, okay. So I, I was looking Take up. What, I was looking looking up what the local Kentucky food is, and it's basically oh yeah yeah because the other type of uh, place in America where they have local food and it's just like Guy Fieri shit. It's just like it's, it's just something covered in cheese, uh, right. and, and that's and that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's Kentucky. The, the, the two local foods I really found out about were the hot brown and something called spoon bread, which no. I didn't have. <laughs> which I, I just think it's a beautiful name, spoon that's bread. Really, that's adorable, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. Okay, the, the hot brown I was confused by um, because it just sounds like two descriptors of a food and nothing talking about what it actually is. Um, right. It turns out it was invented in the Brown Hotel. What it is, uh, it's an open-faced sandwich with Texas toast, What's uh, Texas toast? Oh, they know. love that shit. This is a- anywhere Willie, like... take it. Take it from here. <laughs> anywhere, like... <laughs> anywhere south of the Mason-Dixon, maybe. Perfect and really, castle. you know, you just... There's this... It's this thick-ass bread. It's basically extremely thick, starchy it, it garlic It wasn't that bread. thick. Oh, really? Yeah. This is what... This, this is what... All right, well, go on. No, Willie, no, 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 no. I want, I want, I want like to hear never... this Rashomon of, of American <laughs> It was like as thick as a normal slice of bread. They're just, no, okay, they Willie, tell me, Texas tell us toast. about your experience. Then Texas I would call toast. that that was inauthentic. And the Texas yeah. toast is like, is like double wide in my, in my recollection. We could Google okay. this. No, we have fun. No, we no, have Jamie, no, no. you know, you know that helper. All right. Anyway, I'm sorry. Okay, I, actually no. I had another dish that involved something called Texas toast, and that one was thick, and it was kind of slightly sweet. Um, this one, like they called it Texas toast. I don't know. It was just toast. It was like white bread, lightly toasted. Okay. And then you've got sliced turkey. 
Then a kind of Mornay sauce, which is like a bechamel with cheese. Okay. Um, and then bacon. And then right. a slice of tomato. And then they just cover it in cheddar cheese and put it onto the grill. That sounds wonderful. No, it was fucking <laughs> horrible. When I was a... <laughs> wait, wait, so Texas toast is just when you cut it double size. <laughs> Actually, well, when it comes to Texas... When I was a boy at summer camp, nominally or Willie's non-nominally... Um, Let it be known. Jewish... Like, I, I wasn't disputing it. I was just summer like, camp. no, no, no. <laughs> When I was a boy at a Jewish summer camp in Maine, there was a, one counselor by the name of Ranger. No one knew his real name. It was just called ranger okay and he was involved somehow with lacrosse but he would cook these breakfasts they were known as ranger breakfasts on like okay. a, a, a i don't know a refurbished like oil barrel or something that was made into a, a oh grill and he would make texas toasts and i remember he would cook a bunch of bacon and then put the bread into the bacon oh fat oh yeah and yeah, cook yeah. the bread and oh i had the misfortune one day of eating a ranger's famous texas toast before the uh color war swim meet oh, no. and i ate a bunch of it and then when i was swimming my you know freestyle whatever i actually had diarrhea in the lake <laughs> because i had overindulged on the texas toast. and then i think ranger uh was eventually he sort of disappeared under a cloud of perhaps pedophilia or something like that oh, no. but his texas toast is really good although it did give me diarrhea during color war that is that would be sort of authentic according to wikipedia the idea is it's double thick right. you spread the fat on it before you toast the bread so that's the sort of uh, okay. you so you put butter on it and okay. but you don't it's garlic bread without, okay, without the, garlic the, the one i had it was it was just fucking toast um, sorry, go Sam, on. Sam, it's starting to sound like this may not have been Texas toast. It's starting okay. to sound like it may have been toast. Sam, you got, you got worse. You should, you should have more bread on that. <laughs> well, I mean, like, the bread was kind of the least objectionable part of it. <laughs> I mean, uh, okay, like, it, it also, it wasn't that hot. You know, it like, wasn't like, it wasn't, like, for a hot brown, it was not that hot. The, the turkey was still kind of cold. The tomato was still pretty t- cold. And like the addition of the tomato underneath this layer of kind of bright mm. orange melted cheese just gave it a really kind of uniquely vile element. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, the, the whole thing, it really felt like, felt like the kind of dish you would come up with at like 16 years old when yeah. you're high yeah. and you come home and your parents are asleep. Making more nae sauce? <laughs> the, the, Look, I, I, I'm saying this is... This I had is, a middle class upbringing. This is more, I, I was it making is more a like, uh, right out of the... <laughs> it is like, it's a bit like a British dish, isn't it? The, the Welsh... Uh, yeah, wait a second. Welsh rarebit. Yeah, no, okay, okay. Is okay, it, but, but well, is it Welsh, not like Welsh that? Welsh Texas is, toast is with good. a little... <laughs> I was trying to give the mic to Dean. Oh. I'm just trying to it's be not, diplomatic. It's not that like Welsh rabbit. <laughs> no, Welsh no, it's not. <laughs> Welsh rabbit is good. There's um, no turkey or tomato. Yeah, no, no. There's no like processed sliced turkey. There's no like kind of like rasher of bacon sticking out of, out of it at a weird angle. And there's no just like cover the whole thing in a mound of cheese and put it onto the grill. It was it was really unpleasant to eat, and it was the worst thing I had in that meal, which also included deep fried sheep testicles. Um, no. Yeah, they call it a lamb fry. Huh. That, that's the other local delicacy. Rocky Mountain oyster was, the, was that normally? <laughs> was that normally called here? 
Yeah, it's, it's, Wait, uh, why are you looking at me? Because <laughs> you guys are American. And I'm, uh, I'm thinking, I'm hoping maybe yeah, you can help. A, a Rocky Rock. Mountain Oyster, I think, is the. I never yeah. heard that before. Isn't that for a sheep testicle? I feel like someone told me yesterday about a super rare disease someone they know got called Rocky Mountain Fever or something. Mm. You gotta be on the lookout for that. Yeah, you gotta be on the lookout for that. I don't. I was like, uh, I was like dropping some knowledge about Lyme disease last night, and people were like, "Oh, that's so weird. How do you know so much about Lyme disease?" And I was like. I mean, who hasn't done a deep dive about Lyme disease? And then I, I reviewed a book about Lyme disease. Thank you. Once. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it was about chronic Lyme. Yeah. Which, which is like Lyme disease, except it's not real. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's well, that's the most fascinating part about Lyme disease is the kind of psychosocial aspect yeah. of it. But yeah. my my the, why it came up is because I I believe the writer Rebecca Curtis became an insanely good writer after she got Lyme disease. Like that's what caused mm. her to be so good. So I'm kind of hoping I get it. <laughs> I think you just have to be on moxicillin for a month and stay out of the sun and like not drink. And that maybe that, maybe that, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I suppose a couple of those things do lend themselves to. You so know. you're saying there are confounding variables here that we're yeah, not yeah, maybe for. so. Yeah. You stay inside Other for a summer month. I read a piece some years ago about uh, how women are uh, deliberately getting themselves stung with bees to treat their chronic Lyme. Mm. No. Yeah, may, may, maybe, that, maybe that's good for writers. That's, that's what I was thinking, yeah. I know oh. someone who was doing that in the city, and it's like, yeah. I know Is it working? I know, I, know, I know somewhere you can go. Well, to do it, uh, my friend, my friend Alex was doing it. No, that's not how you get stung by bees anyway. That's, <laughs> that's like for a bear or something. That's, oh, wait, that's, yeah, because bees make the honey. They don't like, yeah. Um, <laughs> No, but my friend Alex knows someone I've maybe met her, but who's in the city. She does That's a lot of trees. Her apartment. Okay. So she just keeps like a lot of bees. <laughs> in, in her apartment. In her apartment. No. And he says like if you go around there, there'll always be like a few bees which Yeah, just, they they, um, they keep the bees, yeah. Like, kind of they have like the a bee calendar. They have like a bee in a cell for every day of the month. I'll take it out. <laughs> sting themselves with it. Yeah. And the bee dies, that's the thing. They yeah. they are they are Spending the lives of bees for their own wellness. Is that because the swelling has like a medicinal effect? Like this, I, I you're think it's, I think this, it's, it's an immune response. Right? Yeah. I, I oh. figure if, if you if you believe that you something is out of whack with your you have an autoimmune disorder where your immune system is attacking uh, your body for no reason, um, you would maybe seek to redirect it. I, this is my best guess. Is that it's, it's chronic no, Lyme? No, it's, it's different. Different. I think it's more to do with like. Uh, you know, kind of fighting fire with fire. So you, you catch the limes from an uh, insect, right? Like ticks. So you need to find mm. like that insect. <laughs> the the opposite of a tick. That's really. I came up with a better idea than they've than they've got. I, or, oh, I don't know. <laughs> that makes sense to me. <laughs> I I mean I, I think I think they just they just do it. Um, I, I don't think I don't think they have any reason for the treatment. Say actually, I might try it out. Um, I you got, don't I got, Lyme disease. I have allergies. <laughs> I, I got stung by a bee like a few months ago. How was that for you? Like in, initially, I was just like ow, and then I kind of like a minute later, I was like ah. Okay. And then and That's then that exactly was kind of it. it. Feels. Yeah. Oh wow. I remember that was like the worst thing that could happen when you were a child. Oh, yeah. It's weird. Who gets stung yeah. by bees? Oh, when oh, the last no, time uh, you stung I, by a bee? I was, when I was a kid, I was terrified of being like pinched by a crab. 
That that was the worst <laughs> thing I could possibly scary. imagine. That was also scary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would like to see you get thing. pinched by a crab. Drew, don't say that. That's not nice. I would just like to. See, I could see uh, Sam like, I'm, getting I'm pinched by a crab. It's the kind of shit I would do. I, I would. I would blunder into kind of the like rock, a, rock pool. A very British sour face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not fond of that. <laughs> so that's exactly what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I don't care for that. <laughs> not my cup of tea. <laughs> Dean wants to speak. Circling, circling back to the hot brown. The hot brown. <laughs> the hot brown. Are they going to oh, say yeah, I, I ate some more bad and, shit while I was there and, as and well. And the pelican and the being pinched by a crab. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of this... Um, what happens to Carlo and his family in the passage with the fish soup? Because oh. I, I think it's, I think it's insane. I, I, I will say, I, think that I can totally agree to, with him that the to, thought of complaining about a dish is, is mortifying yeah. at a restaurant. Here ever sent, has anyone here ever sent somebody back at a restaurant? Oh. Fuck no. Oh. Um, my I, I never have. Said that just a few days ago. Maybe. No, it I, wasn't she immediately sent it back because it wasn't hot enough. And she was right because the lasagna was very cold. Oh, interesting. I, yeah. I, I deliberately seek out meals I'll not enjoy for the purpose of having an opinion about them. <laughs> I, I go to Keith McNally's restaurants now and just send them back. It's just I've made a... You know, I even sent back my complimentary <laughs> bottle of wine. What? Yeah, I didn't want it. Oh, wow. You no, sent I, back your complimentary <laughs> bottle of wine. After I drank it, I suppose. Yeah. Send it back empty. No, I just... I can... I think there are a lot of moments in this in this section that I thought, oh God, if I ever were with a pregnant woman, I wouldn't be, I would, I guess I would be like Carl Ove <laughs> exactly to some degree, like though I probably wouldn't even take the reluctant action that he would takes. Would you be able to tell your friend to slow down? I don't think I could do that. You don't think you could Maybe my friend I could speak to, but I could not speak to the, the waiter. Or the waitress. Okay, well, the what server. was Okay, well, I actually, yeah, we should, we should explain what's happening in yeah, the passage. Yeah. Karlova's girlfriend, Linda, is pregnant, three months Which I pregnant. I still don't approve of, by the way, that she was pregnant when they were not married. Out of wedlock. Out of wedlock. Uh, the, eventually, he legitimizes it later. Uh, not to, not to kid, spoil. Right? Um, or is it... Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what the timeline is. Yeah. But um, he, they're on a speedboat with, uh, or some kind of boat because uh, they're visiting Norway and his friend is kind of ripping through the fjord on his speedboat. It sounds and so fun, by the way. We, yeah, it does sound fun, except, yeah. you know, Linda's having a bad time and she asks Karlov to ask him to slow down and he, he can't bring himself to do it yeah. while they're on the boat. Then he, then he musters the courage when they're on land yeah. and then he drives them back, like, intentionally slowly yeah. as a sort of fuck you. <laughs> Later, they go with his with his mother to to get um, fish soup, a traditional Norwegian fish soup, and it's apparently terrible, and there's too much butter in it. I got I got curious on the subway after reading this yeah, and yeah. looked up what fish soup they might have been eating. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, what a buttery? Yeah. It's like a it's like a, like a fish chowder, basically. We would okay. know it as like chowder. It's like there's like a roux, a potatoes, roux? Okay. shrimp, fish, and there's so there is some butter in it. I can't imagine how they would have so much butter in it that it would be inedibly yeah. buttery it might have separated we might be looking at a broken a broken roux would that be right you're the brooklyn dad <laughs> cooking expert i don't make a roux ever you don't make a roux. So it sounds, so, it so sounds bad that's not a brooklyn dad i mean my my oh i've got two mics now uh, my, my girlfriend is of the opinion that i uh, i actually frequently fuck up the bechamel so maybe i'm not the guy to talk about the roux Ooh. broken sauces 
Wait, but this I, I, is I don't thing. I don't break the bechamel, but um, it sometimes comes out a bit too lumpy. I add the milk in too. Uh, I add the milk in too quickly. I don't oh, let it absorb. Okay. I love that you can describe a sauce as broken. Okay. Yeah, when you have a... The, the, the oil splits. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Like a broken man is. Like, have yeah. you ever messed up making cacio a pepe? It's like the same thing, where no, you get the see, clumps of... No, see, here's the thing. I never grew up eating anything creamy. We didn't do any of those, like, fettuccine or anything. But you're 30 like now, and maybe you've made yourself... No, it's Pasta. Wait, why? You can break, like, like any emotion. Like, like a, any emotion, like a salad dressing you can break. I just don't know. I guess I don't emulse a lot. It's not I really in my palate. As a habitual emulsifier, I know all too well no. the dangers of breaking a, an emulsion. Um, I myself make a lot of aiolis, as we call them now. Mayonnaise. This is, this is funny. This is an experience I've literally never had. Well, there's actually a folk wisdom. Really? Just, I'm not a, bragging. I just like don't cook that type of food. There's a folk wisdom that if you try to make a mayonnaise in, in the room with a menstruating woman, it'll break. No. That is true. Right. The French said that. Just Wait, like if, <laughs> if if you break a if you break a sauce on purpose, you say it's split. No. Like you can have a sauce that's like split with like a, a tarragon oil. You Wait, what do does that. it mean again when it's broken? Uh, it's when the the fat separates from the water-based oh. component. But I actually how heard do you that, to do that now it's unfashionable to have highly emulsified things. Like it's um, more. Well, yeah, yeah, so, 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> Drew introduces any opinion. So, 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 like, like Nouvelle Cuisine in like the 60s. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I read that now it's cooler to have, you want them slightly Where's split. You, <laughs> you don't want a high emulsific, emulsification, emulsion. So broken sauces are in. You want to be a little broken. Mm, Very fitting yeah, well, you, of our you, broken you, era. You, you want them split, me. not broken. Split, not broken. Thank you, yeah. nodded at that one. Thank just like all of us, you know, we're all split, <laughs> but broken. not broken. I literally just made that comment. Oh, did you say just that? like us, so we're all split. I literally just said broken sauces. That's why we're sympathetical, Lauren. Era. That's why we're doing this show. That's why we're back. That's why we're back. <laughs> so back. So back. We were split, not broken, baby. <laughs> I can't do better than that. I'm handing my mic back to Willie. So I suppose maybe <laughs> we're supposed to think. Carlo, but maybe we're supposed to think it's interesting. He doesn't give us access to this thought, but maybe he's like, "Oh, my pregnant wife yeah, is a little sensitive about the food." He doesn't yeah. reveal this thought, though. Maybe I thought she was being a little. Yeah, sensitive, though. He, though yeah. then, he, then he agrees. Though he never, he never reveals that he, he might have suspected she was just being overly sensitive because she has, she's in the first trimester of her pregnancy. Right. Um, Oh yeah, and you're like nauseous all the time in your first Yeah, trimester. you guys know this yeah. in the first trimester of pregnancy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh Tell people are, women are nauseous and sensitive about foods often. Interestingly, Ooh. I I just think, just thinking that. this now, she he is, doesn't say that. She is incredibly chill before she gets pregnant. I was thinking like this is an extremely tolerant girlfriend because he gets he gets very drunk at the party. No she one else no 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 one else gets Yeah, but she's like like he keeps on getting like incredibly drunk and like causing scenes. Yeah, and, yeah, and he <laughs> went to the to, like, train station. She home. called the hospitals. Like he yeah. was, she thought he was at the police station or in the hospital or something. And he just went and hung out at the train station, pissed for the whole night, <laughs> and then came home like falling down drunk and said he was going to leave her and wanted to keep this feeling until he woke up. And he woke up at night in a Scandinavian night in the summer. So he slept through till quite late. And then they were fine after that. So she was she was quite forgiving. Yeah, she's like yeah. she wakes. She's like, I'm sorry. 
Yeah. She's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you must never, yeah, never tell me what you, to do again. You, you must never you. prevent yeah, me from drinking. Yeah, he kind of gaslights her, actually. Yeah. Kind of fucked up. She's very tolerant. But then, yeah, after um, becoming pregnant, it was. she I gets had very enough. intolerant. She put her arms around me. I understand, yeah. she said. Damn. Is this the first one? Which one are we this is book two. Yeah, he kind of, <laughs> he honestly kind of turns it around. 255? Two, yeah. I don't know what your pagination is. My pagination is slightly different. Yeah, okay. we all have different editions. Oh, is that it, was where it ends. Okay. And uh, this so. would be where it begins. Sam's, Sam is reading and now started for the yeah, first time live time. on yeah, pod. Yeah, okay. I can't eat this, Linda says. No, it isn't very good, I said. <laughs> We'd better tell the waiter and ask him to bring something else, Linda said. I could not imagine anything more embarrassing than sending food back to the kitchen. And this was only Thoreau, not Stockholm or Paris. So a few months ago, like at the beginning of summer, I took my, I took my parents out for dinner. Okay. Um, and like the food was like fine. Where'd you go, Sam? Um, we went to Hicker in Cold Drops Yard in London, which is like it's it's not as good as the coal office, which is also nearby. If uh, if you if you are going to Cold Drops Yard and uh, you're looking for something to eat, try the coal office. They have excellent kind of Ottolenghi style kind of. It's I think an it's an Ottolenghi. Um, uh, it's an Ottolenghi protege who runs it. It's very good. Um, Hiko is kind of, it's like modern British, modern European. It's like fine. It's like standard contemporary fine dining. But the, uh, the service was very poor. And, <laughs> and, and if it had just been me, I would have just sat there and, and dealt with it. Um, but my, my parents complained. Uh, oh, wow. And uh, they, com- they complained to the manager. Um, and we got invited back for a free meal. Um, to kind of demonstrate how 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 much they cared about uh, about the diner experience, which I, I found very very embarrassing, because well, but, but you know because you got to sit there while everyone serving you has probably had some kind of lecture uh, <laughs> about how we're the reason. <laughs> it, it is mortifying actually to to bring it back to my summer in Tallinn. <laughs> We went to a, a, a sort of medieval-themed restaurant where they dress up like troubadours. And, and, oh and you know, in Tallinn, the big thing was the Hanseatic League, which is an early... Um, oh, yeah, what the fuck is that? It was an early mercantile it's a, league, yeah. It's, yeah, it's an important mercantile league. That's, like an AP, that's an AP world history, yes. Yeah, and I was an excellent student then. There's a great Hanseatic old town in Bergen. Where oh, really? Ove, oh. Uh, well, similar for a long vibe. time and kind of where he became a writer. Yeah. But yeah. very nice. The waiter who was dressed up as like a a jester or I don't know a welder, whatever they did back then. <laughs> jester or welder, <laughs> one of those two. <laughs> or a butcher, I don't know. Was really was extraordinarily slow. Slow, and at this point, the family trip was kind of breaking apart. Right. And um, my mother at one point turned to him and said, "Like, well, are we ever going to get served, or is it always this slow here?" Okay. And my brother and I have a different gene from her, or whatever, and that we get in- extraordinarily embarrassed at any confrontation yeah. with wait staff. I, I think it's generational. Yeah, I think it is generational, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, although um, a few times, like when I was in in China, a few times, I thought, wait, what would, what would my parents do in this situation? They would kind of complain. Exactly. And, and you can do it, 
and it works, but you feel like a piece of shit I think, because you're making someone else's day worse. Yeah, I mean, I know that like my grandma, I think it was a very like uh, nouveau riche or middle class like Jewish thing to to bitch about the waitstaff. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a very Jewish thing. Which, yeah. yeah, which yeah. I thought I thought this chapter was oddly Jewish and a lot of anxieties <laughs> too about confrontation. <laughs> or though, um, may, or though, maybe I'm arguing that they, you know, you wouldn't feel anxious if you were confronting the waitstaff. But yeah. I remember my grandmother uh, okay, being okay. having. Just he, being he blithely, back and they don't accept it. Yeah, just being like okay. blithely critical, like brutal with waiters, and I just was—I would just want to melt into the floor. I couldn't stand it. That makes me feel better because Muriel once said, "I have a great figure," and that means she really meant. Her it. name wasn't Muriel; it was Mildred. Oh Get shit, right. Mildred. She did. She did me, say you she had, said a, great I had a great figure, and she, well, clearly she wasn't someone. Who she was a harsh judge so. too. Yeah. Yeah. Mildred. Mildred. That was my grandma. Yeah, she yeah. came to our college graduation. But she was brutal the way she said, but I would never well, send anything back. Now. You've got to say something. <laughs> so I, I just find his anxiety sort of surprising. Why was um, he so anxious? Because he had to perform in this new role as a protector, well, as a man? He does cry the second he hears Linda's pregnant. Oh, yeah, the crying, yeah. Let's yeah. talk about the crying. That's, that's interesting to me, Sam, yeah. Sam, read the crying When, when did you... Uh, let me see if I can cue you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I cried recently. Uh, that was a big moment for me. What did... Did you find out that Linda was pregnant? What did you cry? No, no, I, I, I don't know who Linda is. Linda's <laughs> his girlfriend who's pregnant. Yeah, no, 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 it wasn't that. I um, I uh, I, I saw the the pandas in in China. Oh, yes, you yeah, yeah, and, I, and, and I, I physically wept. I wept tears at yeah. seeing the pandas. We're taking all of them back from the U.S. Who knows? Well, because well, of uh, renewing our like our lease know, to the pandas. No, because of the the trade war. Because because of the chips. <laughs> because of the fucking semiconductors. More, I mean, more or less. That's that's more or less. Yeah. Panda diplomacy. Panda yeah. diplomacy. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, so panda sanctions. One, we might have one that we own outright or something. I'm not sure, but they're gone from DC soon. San Diego already lost them. I think there's some in like Memphis or somewhere you wouldn't expect God. them. But yeah, there it's almost all no more pandas. The Smithsonian Zoo Instagram has been kind of morose. It, it's, it's, it's tragic. They're they're adorable. Really yeah. they're, so no, they're, they're, they're incredible animals. They're, they're, yeah. they're beautiful, and 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 I got very emotional witnessing them. All right, so I'm going to cue you up. Sam. All right. He is uh, he's gotten nice and tight with uh, his homie Eric. Uh, oh, Eric. Oh, for Eric Lund. Yeah, <laughs> and um, Linda was out of town. As she had visited some country ass what? relatives of his in Norway, and he has to pick her up in the morning. And let's pick up at. Um, okay. She looked at me. Right am, I, am, I, am I like the? Yeah, am I the storyteller? Okay. Are you sitting comfortably? <laughs> then I'll begin. That's something storytellers ask. <laughs> I, I, when I was a kid, yeah, there, yeah. there were these tapes that, that began like that that we would listen to in the car. This must be a. I, I think thing. it is. Thing, yeah, yeah. yeah. They begin. Are you sitting comfortably? Then I'll begin. Yeah. I love that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's charming. Okay, she looked at me. Hi, I said. What's up? Are you drunk? She asked. I stepped forward and put my arms around her. Hi, I repeated. It got a bit late last night, but nothing special. I was at home with. Eric. Eric. So, uh, <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll, we'll call him Eric. Yeah. You reek of oh, alcohol. Like Eric and Espen. Yeah, to be discussed. You reek of alcohol, she said, wriggling free. How could you do that to me, today of all days? I'm sorry, I said, but it's no big deal, is it? She didn't answer, began to walk, didn't say a word as we left the station. 
on the escalator up to oh dear okay Clara Berg's via Dolteskin uh, true <laughs> yeah that's exactly right um, she started to swear at me she shook the door of the drugstore at the top but it was Sunday and closed we continued oh am I reading this whole paragraph um, <laughs> we, 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 we continued down to the drugstore on the other side of NK sitting comfortably she was furious the whole way I walked behind, beside her like a dog the second drugstore was open I'm so sick of you she said I don't understand why I live with you you only think about yourself doesn't what we said yesterday mean anything she said and then it was her turn she wanted a pregnancy test was given one paid for it we left up up okay uh Regen, she continued to hurl abuse at me it came in one long stream passers-by sent us looks but she didn't care her fury which I'd always feared had her in its grip I felt like asking her to stop, asking her to be nice. I'd apologised, and it wasn't as though I'd done anything. There was no connection between our texts and the fact that I'd been drinking with a guest from Norway, nor between the fact that I'd got drunk and the pregnancy test she was holding in her hand, but she didn't see it like that. For her, this was all the same. She was a romantic. She had a dream about the two of us, about love and our child, and my behaviour smashed that dream. <laughs> Or reminded her that it was a dream. I was a bad person, an irresponsible person. How could I even imagine becoming a father? How could I subject her to this? I walked beside her, burning with shame because people were looking at us, burning with guilt because I had been drinking and burning with terror because, in her unbridled rage, she went straight for me and the person I was. Mm. This was humiliating. <clears throat> but for us... <clears throat> Sorry, a bit of anduja and kind of came up the back of my throat there. Um... <laughs> This was humiliating, but for as long as she was in the right, for as long as um, for as long as what she said was true, this was the day we might find out we were going to have a child. And I had met her off the train drunk. I couldn't ask her to stop or tell her to go to hell. She was right, <laughs> or she was within her rights. No, I would have to bow my head and put up with this. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe I should read this. <laughs> this is annoying me. This is this is actually quite good. And it, and it, it's kind of, <laughs> I, I, it's kind of fucking with okay, my. It's kind of fucking with my consistently like anti Nausgaard stance. It's a great. It's a great series of books. Should we it's, pick? It's, uh, it's, it's a great. It's a great series of books. It was like this is the first time I've read like twenty pages, or, or page, pa- pa- pages in a, in a long, long time. And it is there is remarkably bad writing in it. Like I'd really forgotten like yeah. the yeah. description of the the we have kind got- of standing lamp like a wading bird on one leg or stuff yeah. like that but i really like the line in that passage you just read uh, maybe not in a literary sense but i like that line where like he like he says i walked beside her like a dog because mm. yeah. that's a situation mm. i've been right. in it's, many yeah. times in my life like it's really <laughs> yeah perfectly described yeah. yeah well then so then um, I, we should get to the crying I, I i started sam way too early they get back to the apartment and uh I knew she was pregnant of that I was absolutely certain and I had been and I had been from the moment we had oh wait yeah okay sorry, sorry. Dean's um right. Dean's popping out Dean's running up popping out for okay Oh, Dean <clears throat> wants to get really shit faced for the problem no, <laughs> yeah do people in England actually say that popping out to the shop yes yeah. We yeah. say nipping out in New England. You know, well, well, yeah, yeah, we, 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 we say that as well. You say nip? Yeah, we say you nip. nip. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I've, I've nipped many times. I'm, I'm sure always you nipping. have. 
I, I, I tell my fat mate, oh, I'm just nipping to the shop. Do you want anything? Anyway, we interrupted. <laughs> should I? Should we jump? All right. I'm, nipping to Tesco. We've gone so far. <laughs> That's oh, just all right. doing. They're back actually, in the. Actually, yeah. Nipping to the offing. Now we're talking. Oh, I know what that is. That's the off license. Correct. Thank you. Well done. I've been to London. Huh? Didn't care for it. <laughs> yeah, I actually had a thesis statement in my head that I'm trying to craft. Let's really get back to what. Yeah. Should I should I do this? Do it. All right, they're back in the flat. I knew she was pregnant. Of that, I was absolutely certain. And I had been from the moment we made love. That's it. I had thought. Now we are going to have a baby. Wait, no, sorry. Can and you, so it was. Did you know from the moment? Did you know when you impregnated your wife? No, I did not know. Yeah. You know. That's <laughs> so, bullshit, right? There's no way he would have known that. I. I, I yeah. I. I don't know how he would. I think women sometimes have an intuition about it. You hear about right, this. Because you, yeah. But you because actually you have actually have the you. baby. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, I mean, you can be sure of some things. <laughs> you stuff in you. Yeah. That's what my uh, told me. Uh, suddenly, while I was standing there, everything inside me opened up. My defenses fell. I had no resistance to muster. I started crying. The type of crying where I lose control of everything and everything is distorted to the point of being grotesque. Linda stopped, turned, and looked at me. She had never seen me cry before. I hadn't done it since dad died, and that would soon be five years ago. She looked terrified. I turned away. I didn't want her to see. That made the humiliation ten times worse. And it wasn't just that I wasn't a person. I wasn't a man either. But turning away didn't help. It didn't help to cover my face with my hands. It didn't help to walk towards the hall. It was so overwhelming. I was sobbing with such abandon. All the sluices were open. But Carl Ove, she said behind me, come on, Carl Ove, I don't mean... I don't mean anything. I was just so disappointed. It doesn't matter, though. It doesn't matter. Dear Carl Ove, don't cry. Don't cry. Well, I didn't want to either, of course. The last thing I wanted was her to see me crying, but I couldn't help myself. She tried to put her arms around me, but I pushed her away. I tried to draw breath. It became a pathetic, trembling sob. I'm sorry, I said. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry, too, she said. Well, here we are again, I said, smiling through the tears. (laughs) This This is incredible work by him. Her eyes were also full of tears, and she was smiling as well. That's how you win. <laughs> That's, he, he sorry, really... this is commentary. Uh, yes, she said. Yes, I said. I went to the bathroom. Another sob shook me. Another tremble as I took a deep breath. But then, after I had washed away my face with cold water a few times, it relented. Linda was still standing in the hall when I came out. Is that better, she asked. Uh, I can stop there. Mm. Yeah. You ever cried in front of your wife? <laughs> what are we do? What are we doing? <laughs> therapy, <laughs> therapy. This is therapy. I'm, I'm sure I have. Not, not a thing like that. When but. you found out she was pregnant, did you cry? Um, I'm trying to think. It, this did bring me back to the the day that yeah. we found out she was pregnant. Um, I remembered. I went out skateboarding. Um, oh, this yeah. is early pandemic. And I was going to the spot called 3D, okay. uh, Third and Douglas. It's like a, it's a very pathetic little New York skate spot on, on a basketball court, which you still had like hop the fences to get into because they they everything was still shut oh, down. So Be- they wouldn't even let you be at the park, which was idiotic. Um, so I was there by myself skateboarding, and I was like, I was supposed to go get a uh, pregnancy test on the way back, um, and. She just she got one while I was out, and then we went home, and it was I, I, that's how I found out. But I remember being there skateboarding, being like, "This is the last. Like, I know this could be the last day. 
I am not like almost a father. And it felt I was fucking thirty five, but it's even <laughs> even still, um, I, it was. I, I still remember like sitting there being like, "This is it," and uh, you know that that was that was very true. <laughs> uh, you can't just nip out to the three uh, D quite, quite so easy <laughs> anymore. But yeah, it, it, that that's the thing. That one one thing that I do love about these books is it does encourage you to revisit some of these moments in your own life because it's so it's so absolutely and psychotically complete that it does just like that's an amazing description absolutely and psychotically complete (laughs) it's just like why not why not go take a walk down memory lane yourself while you read it well i would say you handled your wife's pregnancy better than than (laughs) i'd like to think i did (laughs) i mean he really sets the bar low yeah he does all around the world with pregnant wives or girlfriends but uh, that's actually beautiful. Just imagining you nipping around the skate park, and being like, it's maybe my last uh, mm. fog, you know, skate as a, as a free man. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, as, a, as a son rather than a father. As a son, yeah, 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 yeah father. exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, that's mm. lovely. Yeah, you know, I had a thought. It was sort of an academic <laughs> thought. Sure. But remember all those years ago we talked to Leo Robeson? We talked about the scholar Frederick Jameson, whom I've never quite read, but he wrote this famous paper on these books called Itemized. Oh, yeah, I've we often, asked him oh, to go on the pod, and, and he was and like, the, no. Was that in the LLP? I think it must have been, yeah. I think I read it, yeah. And I always bring up this term itemization, though I've never actually read the essay myself. But I was thinking that itemization makes things separate, right? Like everything is itemized in its own distinct way. Mm-hmm. And this is what Kanazgar does throughout the book. And he even says there was no connection between our texts and the fact that I've been drinking. In other words, there's no connection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But here, Linda, she's like sort of in her kind of slightly psychotic, because she's a little crazy way, like blends everything, right? Mm-hmm. So everything is blent in it. She actually like de-itemizes and combines these mm-hmm. things that he compulsively wants to make distinct. Okay. And this is the dynamic of their relationship. Do you, do you think that's a what do you think about female that? thing? Do, do men itemize? Mm. While uh, women it probably is a more classically <laughs> male way of thinking, which I actually don't subscribe to myself. I could see how they're connected. But I was just wondering if there was a kernel of, of truth about the working of the whole text Lauren, are you, in this are you segment. Lauren, are you a blender? Am I a blender? <laughs> <laughs> are you a blender? Emul- it's uh, emulsifying, right? He's splitting, well, we He's splitting the emotion. I don't emulsify, yeah. Well, I do neither. You know, because I don't really fuck with those types of sauces. So. <laughs> Why don't you? I feel- <laughs> you know, I actually think it's not very Jewish, like creamy sauces. Oh, that's true. My my, I was actually, when you said that, my, my mother up. would always say, yeah. I don't like creamy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know <laughs> Alfredo. Like, we never had she would creamy send sauces. Back. We never had mac and cheese. We never had lasagna. Nothing yeah. like a melted cheese yeah. or a cream sauce. Okay. Tomato sauce we would have. As tomato kids. was yeah. fine. Tomato was fine. So tomato. Yeah, tomato sauce. But was fine. my mother was vehemently anti-cream sauce, Nothing or is. Me. I guess she we still never, is. She's not. Dead. When I was yeah. a kid, we'd have like uh, pasta with salmon and a cream sauce. The yeah. irony is, I am yeah. a big fan of. I love anything. You know, splash some heavy cream in there. You I've do. actually been well, on a search. Your, it's your Gallic. Uh, in my Gallic, Gallic sort of side, indulgence. Yeah. There's a perfect heavy cream I've been trying to seek out in New York. It's very hard to find. I think it's like Honeybrook Farms. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but Sponsor the it's the best. I, lately, whenever, whenever I come home late, I have a compulsion to make whipped cream um, for dessert <laughs> with, my, with, with my well, with my girlfriend. But she's sort of you know in bed, no, no, and, but, I'm, but, and I'm but, over the sink. Are you eating whipped cream with a yeah, spoon? Yeah, what? Yeah, well, I make it like ostensibly for ice cream and things like this. But wait, wait, wait! I, How often do you do this? Every weekend. <laughs> no. 
I am. I am. I, cream when you come home at night. When I come home at night, you, you know. Put, I'll, I'll, you put the mixers <laughs> in the hand mixer. Not even a hand mixer, bro. I do it with, with whisk hand. What? With, 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 manually. Whisk? Yes. Speaking of, it's that's a kind of. Possible. I don't know if that's an emotion. No, no. You it can do possible. it. It takes fucking ages. I so do you're it over, doing this for an hour. You're I put the bowl, the whisk, hour. and the cream in the freezer for 15 minutes and let it cool down. And then I start making my whipped cream. And I do it every <laughs> weekend, every Saturday and Sunday evening. I like emotions. This is, this is insane behavior. It maybe is insane, but this it is tastes great. the craziest thing I've ever heard But in my anyway, life. there's a certain... Sorry, so you eat it like you're eating ice cream? Yeah, well, I often find that the, I, it's better than the ice cream. Because the do, ice cream do, you can get at like 1 a.m. at a do, bodega is always really bad quality. It's like granular. Do, do, do you put like a, like a glacé cherry on top? Uh, my girlfriend likes the cherries, but I, I, I like it sort of pure. I don't even like sugar in it, but she's made me now put powdered sugar, which she claims okay, she, Your helps. girlfriend makes you put sugar in your whipped she cream makes me that you sugar. eat at night. I'm resisting. <laughs> <laughs> my night cream just like, like night water that's your thing really I would say whipped cream hits different at, at late at night that's for shit Do, sure uh, this does remind me since we're talking about European cream products yeah one distinctive feature of Norwegian fish soup which I learned in doing my preparatory reading yeah. it takes it has a sour flavor that sets it apart from American oh, fish interesting. because they use creme fraiche and, oh, and vinegar that. so it's a sour so Yes. Vinegary fish this is soup. Worse, Actually, you can use creme fraiche to reanimate a whipped cream. Yeah. Do you know about this? You can what? So there's an episode. Julia Child, hero of mine, and a very tall person to boot. Um, there's a famous episode of her show where, where she where she brings on another chef who makes her cry with her dessert. I forget what it is, and I forget who the what? chef is. What's the dessert? Um, it's like some custard tart thing with. Crying over food, crying over Rothko's. It's like in the same category for me. Where I'm, I, yeah. You know? But she really? does cry and she says, it's a I, triumph. I, I cried over a panda. Like, well, your panda's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's living. No, but yeah. I, I was, I was, I was This dessert emotional. was living. Wait, anyway. So you're saying on, on record that you judge people who cry at art. No, I, I, I no, 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 no. The the, the 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 crying in front of a Rothko thing. That that <laughs> is that a thing? Isn't that a thing? So I think it's a thing. Are, are well, we, like, he he he's, he's just like Ben Lerner writes about this sort of thing. Oh, but isn't yeah. about the inability to the lack well, of about event. So he he and I share that. Uh, but I but I uh, or his narrative. Future guest. I mean, the the future guest. We're 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 imminent guest. We're spying the, uh, outside the co-op, waiting for him. <laughs> the 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 Seagram murals, the ones that Rothko did to. Um, you know, he, he did them for the Four Seasons Hotel, and the idea was that they would put the rich diners off their food with how kind of, you know, emotionally catastrophic they are. But the rich diners were Philistines and didn't notice and didn't cry. Um, they're they're in, the, in the Tate in London, um, and it, it, it is awful there because they pipe in sad music to let what? you know how you're meant to feel no, about these paintings. It's like an overbearing um, score to a movie. Yeah, you know? no, it's, it's, like it's, it's horrible. That, I, like, I love the paintings, but the, 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 the Rothko room in the so Tate, wrong. yeah, no, it, it's, it's really revolting. Wrong. I guess what I'd say is like there, there might be something, if you're crying when you eat uh, dessert, or when you, right. there might be something else going on. All I'm saying is Julia Child cries. You keep, you keep pointing out confounding variables. It's kind of your thing. I don't even know what that means, but anyway. Julia Child cries when she eats this dessert, and the way the chef prepares the whipped cream is with creme fraiche to add a sort of secret tang. And also, you apparently, if you add creme fraiche to a dead whipped cream, because it can die, 
you know, it can kind of fold over. I don't know. It can. Is that a word people use? It can lose its vigor. Yeah. You know, it can go impotent. It can go flaccid. You. Wait, is something people say whipped cream is dead. I, I don't know if that's the the lingo. I'm just. That would be too much for me. If you could break a sauce and kill a whipped cream. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can add creme fraiche to reanimate it. No. Yeah. And I love creme fraiche. I'm a huge fan of creme fraiche. But anyway, um, that's the, the sauce that makes uh, Julia Child cry. At, along with Roth. She also has been cried in front of a Rothko once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> it was just whipped cream. It was like just white, you know, <laughs> with some ripples. <laughs> you just stare at it while the music's piped in. Damn. And you weep before art. But anyway, there's a certain type of cream because I'm against you. There's certain heavy creams that are on sale that have like carrageen gum and different gums that okay. expedite the process of whipping. Is it, and I think, that's, I think that's cheating. You think that's cheating? So I don't like to use, I like to use pure, straight from the udder. In fact, the other day I was reading, now I, forget, I think it's called cholesterol or something. Do you know about this? It's like the first, I forget the word, we should look it up. I'm pointing to my nipple, but it's the first <laughs> milk that comes out of a breast upon... Uh, breastfeeding Pregnancy. and apparently it's full of like like bee venom or whatever the fuck it's full of like <laughs> things that are, things that are really extraordinary circling back around yeah. the, the word is you have the word slightly wrong but I'm not I don't have it right I, this, you this would know as the secret yeah. father among us um, <laughs> colostrum <laughs> colostrum thank you Colostomy this is from bag. a human a human, a human or any cow mammal, any mammal but you can any also mammal. they okay. sell cow colostrum to humans because apparently this is replete with nutrients okay. and I lately I've been on a, this whole tip about my not being breastfed which resulted in things like my anaphylaxis to peanuts and anxiety disorder I was breastfed and I still and you still came out that way out. Drew have you looked oh, into um, esophagitis oh did you read like, esophagitis? Is, is it esophagitis? The swollen esophagus? Well, there was an article in the New York uh -oh. Times magazine recently. Um, yeah, by a writer, Moises, I'm blanking on his last name, a science writer who had what he believed was acid reflux. Okay. Couldn't treat it. I think he ended up on this proton. Oh, protein pump, pump inhibitors? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and sorry, protein. Protein. That makes more sense. I think. Uh, and, and, proton, uh, no, it's oh, it's proton. Oh, okay. proton. Oh, yeah, it is. What did I say? Yeah. It's protein. Okay. All right. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> he, uh, he he he. It's been. He took a long time to figure out that he, what he actually had, which correlates with having asthma, allergies, things like this, was an autoimmune disorder right. th that leads to inflammation of the esophagus, oh, which is actually a food allergy. We've talked. Oh my God. What? He he is not. You need it's a you know an enormously long process to discover what the food allergy is, but I want you to be informed oh if my you're God. struggling with some with hard to identify. This is changing reflux, my life. Reflux. It's possible. There's a more esoteric. Can well, you figure out what the food allergy is? No, no. It, it's like it's just it's too. He 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 had to go through all sorts of different treatments. He even had to be oh on my. antidepressants for a while what? because that. Not because he was depressed, but because of sort of secondary effects. It was like an off-label use crap. of antidepressants. It's a crazy, it's an interesting story. Well, this I'm just sounds like I should have had, I should find, seek out the colostrum. Because you can get it from cows. <laughs> so you want, you should, what you're taking away from this is you need, yeah, I need the first sip. The fresh, the creme fresh, so to speak. But this is all in the sort of hygiene the mammalian, world. Yeah, I'm, I'm into yeah. that. I'm, I buy into it. But you can get powdered forms of... Were you a C-section birth? Did no, I was not. You were not. You were exposed to the I, vaginal canal. I was exposed. I don't know if that's important, but I was exposed. It is important. Emotionally, anyway, it's in important. This, in this world of thought, I believe it is important. Thank God. I was, at least my mother gave me that, you know, 
She gave me so much, including a vaginal canal <laughs> to emerge. <laughs> from which to emerge. <laughs> including but not limited to a wonderful <laughs> vaginal canal. Thank you, Mom. But not a last Shout colostrum. Shout out to Drew's mom. But not colostrum. Not a listener of the show. Not a listener of the show. Uh, Breastfeeding is very difficult. I've, yeah, so I've heard. That's another theme we could discuss. But although we don't get it in this passage. I guess we don't, yeah, we don't get there yet. People think it just happens. No, it's such a pain in the ass. Oh, speaking of which, our, our nipple is back. What? Well, the man who's both nipped over and is uh, bringing... You, you, know, you know men can lactate. I've heard about... Yeah, actually, yeah. my girlfriend was telling me this. Yeah, no, we see, I was having this argument with my girlfriend. She kept oh. on insisting it wasn't true. It is. We can. I, How do we I, do I, it? I can, I can sustain... I can sustain a baby on my milk. <laughs> I, I, I can, I can, I can feed my child. Man my milk. milk. Yeah. <laughs> 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 is that are there? Is that they're like ducts? Are, do we have the hardware for that? We've we've got the whole thing. I I, I think it, I think it forms in the womb. Yeah, it's like homologous yeah. formation. Yeah, like I think we we have nipples before we have like uh, genitalia. Uh-huh. Although don't quote me on that i have no idea if that's true i'm i'm guessing oh our friend has returned with a bottle of colostrum wow oh wow dean thank you or sorry thank you friend if only friend lauren had show. a corkscrew thank you dean you don't have a corkscrew we have no we have um yeah. well <clears throat> taking a beer break i suppose I, I don't, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, so I, I yeah. believe the part about nipples. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how, however, the structure of, of, of the breast is that there are, there are ducts that produce and contain life-sustaining milk. We've right. Got We've got we, we, we can do the whole thing. You're saying I have the duct. We, we, we actually don't need women for anything after birth. <laughs> We, we we can we can the only problem is we can't ourselves. reproduce ourselves. We can't. Yeah, no, 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 no. We, we, we need we need the women to give birth to a child, but after that, we can we can gently nurture a child in our teeth. Keep sucking, kiddo. <laughs> Harder. It's gonna come out eventually. <laughs> Just gotta go off zin so I don't poison you. <laughs> That's an imagined dialogue between me and my future. Child. Catch you up, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were talking about about whipped cream. Um, we, we were just talking about, about milk in general. Tears. Yeah. Yeah. There's a motif of body just, just kind of, Yeah, body materials. Yeah. Yeah. Milk and tears. But you, I guess I didn't know but this, both but maybe you knew mad. that Drew makes Very whipped mad. cream every single weekend when he comes back. When um, I get home late at night, I make whipped yeah. cream in front over the sink. It's a tradition of mine. And he makes it without a hand mixer. I make it with a whisk, like a man, as a man would. What's your like speed record? Oh, I, I, I'm, I try to time myself. I think I can get to like what? I think I get to like maybe a hundred, two minutes, perhaps even less. What? That seems so fast. Yeah, it's good. I'm well practiced, and you, there's a really distinct pleasure to watching it thicken. I do. I remember the first time, my, I, ooh, this is very pristine. I remember my mom would get the powdered chocolate mousse from the store. And we would make that with a heavy cream. And I remember my job was to whip it. And seeing the first peaks appear was very, yeah, that was a stiff big deal. peaks. The so stiff peaks. Stiff colostral peaks. I thought stiff Sorry. peaks were egg whites. Yeah, that's, uh, a that's a meringue thing, isn't it? Oh well, maybe the peaks weren't quite stiff. They were more. Meringues are very Jewish, are they not? 
Oh yeah, like, because they're like, they're parv and parv for kosher. Yeah. Good for Passover. Yeah, great for Passover. It's coming right up. Our next episode will probably be right in time for <laughs> Passover. <laughs> so well, actually, this, not, this episode is actually coming out on Passover. <laughs> yeah, right. By the time we uh, by the time we edit it down, which is yeah. to say, remember it exists. <laughs> Uh, we'll all be passing uh, over. We'll all be next year in... Oh, God, let's not bring mm. that up. <laughs> no discourse. <laughs> another elephant in another room. Why do you make whipped cream when you get I just find it... Medi- <laughs> I find it meditative. No, we didn't think to ask that. We, 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 we laughed at him for doing it. It's, we I, never thought to ask it why. It has a sensuous appeal. I don't know. It's like it just become a routine. Uh, you eat it. I do eat it, yeah. <laughs> Oh, like with fruit? Traditionally, at first it started with ice cream, but then I, the ice cream started being much less satisfying than the whipped cream itself. So at this point, it's merely uh, whipped cream. But it's about the process, not the product, what really. What cream do you use? Whipping cream? We've, we've done this. We've done that. <laughs> the difference between British you, and American cream. Oh, we haven't oh. done that, actually. Like yeah, no, because they have heavy cream. Right. And I assume I that's double they, cream. I don't know what they mean. I assume heavy cream is double cream. European I, cultures have a much richer array of, cr- of dairy. We products. have single and double cream. Yeah, Which makes yeah. Sense. Well, actually, actually, does it? Like, what what, what does it mean for the cream to you be know, single or double? I actually have no idea what well, that you, means. No, you have different types of milks. We don't have half and half in Britain. No, no, we, right. we have semi skims. Yeah, and in New England, we have something called light cream. And then over whole milk, you have like you know single cream and double cream. That makes sense to me. Kind of. I, I don't understand what it is that singular or doubles. Oh. No, I, don't know. I was yeah. reading about um, <laughs> that, that, that would be the important bit, right? I was, single or double of what? I was reading about ancient, uh, ancient, 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 um, <laughs> ancient. Uh, you know the Scythians. You know about them? Where they called oh, the yeah. Scythians? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, they would cool bl- they would blind their slaves who worked in dairy production so that they couldn't steal or drink the most like lucrative dairy products. But then I thought, that how, very sensible. But I thought, how would you know if you were already blinded? But I guess I guess they were I, I, able I, I, to function like without about, like, eyes. Skimming the cream off the top of the milk, maybe. Yeah, because they. I, um, I, I had uh, some milk products in Inner Mongolia, which which were do, really. Excellent. Do you have the alcoholic milk? Because apparently, I ferment. have. I, I I got two bottles of that in Inner Mongolia, and I brought it back to the UK, um, and I'm waiting for when we do Mongolia in our kind of round the world cooking thing. I'm going to have some friends over, and we're going to drink it then. I can't wait. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it on Instagram. Well, should we bring it back to the text, folks? Because it feels like we've we've gone a bit far away from it. And I'm all about the text. And, and yeah, this, this podcast is, is all about Nausgaard and his books. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, yeah, I've got a lot to say about the text. Which, I knew you um, would. No, where, where do you want to start? Let's, start, let's maybe go to the... Maybe a birthday party. Yeah, let's start right there. Can, can we have a reading? A reading? Yeah. Just for the, for the listeners who might not have read this this particular passage. Where does it begin? My edition, it's on page... I, I, I feel we should be kind of, I don't know, going anti-clockwise around the table like in a, like in a literature seminar. Oh, here we go. I found it. Two days before, we had to go to a birthday party. Michaela was 30. Are we ever introduced to this card before she just dumped in like that? No, we never introduced Michaela was... Th- Lauren was 30, sorry. She lived in a one-room flat in Soder. I was actually there, I think. I think. Not far from Langelmann. It was jam-packed with people. We found some room in a corner. Talked to a woman who was the director of some kind of peace organization. 
<laughs> You're always running into these types. Uh, from from what I could glean, and her husband, who was a computer engineer and worked for a telephone company, they were a good company. I had a couple of beers, felt like something stronger. Found a bottle of Aquavit and started drinking from it. I got more and more drunk. Night fell. People started going home. We stayed. In the end, I was so plastered that I was making paper balls from the napkins and throwing them at people nearby. There was only the hardcore left. When I first read that, I thought he said the hardcore left, like political left was left. Anyway, (laughs) Linda's closest friends, and if I wasn't having fun and throwing balls at their heads, I was babbling away about whatever occurred to me and laughing a lot. Tried to say something nice about everyone, failed, but at least my intention had been clear. (laughs) This is that random sentence fragment there. Was this written like immediately after it? Like... He it's likes the comma splice more than he likes the, the fragment, so that is unusual for Nascard, but yeah. Yeah, this is rife with splices. It's split, but not broken. I, uh, I, I, like, I like the... the splice is actually sutured together, but that's... Oh. Oh. Ooh. The English teacher has failed. Like gene splice. <laughs> I like me a comma splice. You can I like, hear it. I like the, the sentences without the subject. Um, Joyce does that. This is we, we, we interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, I don't know. I think this is clearly in a Joycean. Yeah, yeah. Try to say something nice. In the end, Linda dragged me out. I objected. Now that everything was so cozy, that's his word. It was cozy. Higa, whatever they say over there. But she tugged at me. I put on my coat, and then we were suddenly on our way down the street, far below the flat. Linda was furious with me. I didn't understand. What was the matter now? I was so drunk. No one else was drunk. Hadn't I noticed? Only me. The other 25 guests had been sober. That was how it was in Sweden. One aim of a successful evening was that everyone left the party in the same state as they arrived. I was used to people drinking until the ceiling lifted. Wasn't this a 30th birthday party? Lauren's gathering? No, I disgraced her. She'd never been so embarrassed. These were her best friends, and there I was, her man, about whom she had said such incredibly nice things. There I was talking drivel and tossing paper balls at people and insulting them completely out of control. It's very funny that he was just throwing paper balls at people. It was yeah. like throwing sp- spit balls Ambiguous, at people? But it sounds like he was drinking straight from the Aquavit bottle. Oh. I couldn't tell. That was a, It's an interesting... He, he frames it as like I wanted something stronger, but it, it, he leaves. It's unclear from the translation. Let's get a third mic on this. <laughs> Interview. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Press conference. We need to hear the official statement on the spitballs and the aquifer. Wait, are they spitballs? Oh. I don't think he's like shooting them no, from wedding. a straw. Yeah, they're drunk. I think they're just—it's a piece of paper. Balls it up. I mean, I actually had a lot of aqu- aquifer in in, in oh, Estonia. It's just like brandy. I mean, it's it's intense. It's like, it's like schnapps, isn't it? Yeah, schnapps. Yeah, it's wonderful. It what makes you... F- right uh, not tonight. And eating lutefisk. Yeah. Uh, but I wonder, is that true about Sweden? Like, they don't actually get wasted? They just... Well, this I mean, is consistent. This, this is consistent with his complaints about Swedish culture. They don't, they don't party. They don't eat... They don't they eat don't Scandinavian the food. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and they're they're too polite and all work at nonprofits and they find gear offensive. You know, yeah. um, I, I went to a kind of Swedish Christmas party uh, about like a decade plus ago, um, and I did find it very unsettling. Um, they, they they did this kind of Swedish Christmas dance called. Uh, it was about the little frogs, the little frogs, the little frogs. They have no ears. They have no noses. And it's this like, kind of fertility song that they do in Swedish. It was all very wholesome. I found mm. it uncomfortable. I don't care for that. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't love 
I don't love the Baltic states. I don't love the Scandinavians either. I'm not going to lie. I think the Danes are probably the best of them. Yeah. I'll, I'll sign up on that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think Young Lean likes to... I don't know if he drinks a lot, but he used to get very high. You, you also know Blade or Blady. Drain Gang? They're not, they're not big drinkers, but I, I've seen Drain Gang in The Magician, actually. Just, um, really? Yeah, yeah. They've come to The Magician and... Well, they've been to the magician, had some beers, but they're not really, you know, they're not rowdy. They're not, they're not throwing balls at people. They're, they're like sensitive poet souls. Yeah, yeah. they're not drinking until the, the ceiling lifted. That's got to be a direct translation of something um, Norwegian. I know. <laughs> I'm like, what? It's, uh, it's nice. Yeah, I did. I like that. I like that turn of phrase. Until the ceiling lifted. Yeah, I bet. I'm endorsing it. But I did. I did wonder if it was just if it was a rare moment of artistry from Nausgaard or yeah, a strange yeah, idiom. Well, no, isn't don't we have an analog to raise the roof? Do you think he's trying to do that? Yeah, like we raise the roof. No, that's a different. He's like translating. Raise the roof into Norwegian. Like a black comedy audience. Oh, well, clearly he's calling upon that idiom here. No, you didn't know he's a big fan of Patrice O'Neill. Can I ask I'm not... Oh, Patrice O'Neill. Yeah. I did see in my text when he says... I mean, but I've always wanted the bourgeois lifestyle, always wanted the properness, always wanted the stiff forms and strict rules to be there to keep the inner in place, to regulate it. I made a note, Flaubert. Because, you know, Flaubert has this quote that it's important to live a bourgeois lifestyle so you can be wild in your art. But I must have made this note when I first read it. I think that's what it says. I think I also wrote Flaneur and Flaubert. I can't tell which is Flaneur <laughs> and which is Flaubert. I was trying to be a Flaneur today, actually. Actually, I tried to be a Flaneur back when I was in Stockholm. I looked, I didn't tell you this, Lauren, because okay. at the time I didn't know about the future of the pod and it was sort of uh, yeah. hard to think about. But um, I was walking around. Future's I, bright. I know. I, I, I found a passage where he wa- walks around Stockholm and I actually walked it myself and I was half drunk and it was very moving and then today before the show I was being a flaneur around Park Slope I felt a little indecent because everyone else had strollers and children I went to a pizza joint and there was an Orthodox Jewish family and we were all sitting there together eating our shitty pizza and watching CNN and then the kid the Jewish kid started crying and say that he wanted to go to the playground and the mother said it's too far but we can go kick leaves <laughs> she just kept saying we can go kick leaves though what? I thought like I wish my life were that simple that I could just be made happy by saying we can go kick leaves. It works. The kid stopped crying. The kid stopped crying because he was going to go kick leaves. You should try that on Louis. So. It's, it sounds yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like the exact sort of thing you could make a kid happy doing. Yeah. Which pizza place did you go to, Drew? It was it was Joe's. It wasn't on PPW. It was right over here. But I read about. I keep getting Instagram things about Luigi's. They have a famous pizza man that's always on Instagram. Where's um, that? Yeah, that's down on. <laughs> that's down on Fifth Avenue. I believe Portnoy gave it a somewhere up oh, upper eights, oh, low oh, nines. It's oh, a yeah. it's it's a famous spot. Fifth and you know down by Freddy's kind of. I will say I love your coverage of of Portnoy's complaint. I love that guy. I think I actually used to have Dream his pizza. Guess. I, just, I know I would love to. Yeah. Dave Portnoy, a Boston uh, area Jew and pizza fan. He's Even a hero of mine. Um, I used to have his pizza app. I should have looked up Joe's. He has an app? He has an app, yeah. One bite. Yeah, one bite. 
Yeah. When I lived Amazing. in Boston, I had the app, and I would. But Boston doesn't have oddly that much good, uh, good pizza. But I would. I, I went to you know his famous place, John's of, of Bleakers. Mm-hmm. You know, but you can only get a full pie there, so it's a bit annoying. Anyway, Joe's I think is more like a four point eight or something like that. It wasn't that great. Yeah, well. But the experience, the lighting there was terrible. It was like this weak, sallow, <laughs> yellow light, mm. and we were all just watching news about. The discourse. That's on the uh, that's on the dog day afternoon block, or, or just yeah. to, or like right around there. Oh, near uh, near the dog day afternoon hot dog shop. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's it's like the one business that like looks like it hasn't much changed since dog day afternoon. Though. Yeah, surely it has, but yeah. No, I mean, I I love that. I mean, I love that. It felt like I could have been in any era at all, except apart from CNN blaring its lies, you know. But then. <laughs> I was trying to be in a flinner mode. I'm trying to notice right. everything. Right. And I was telling friend of the pod, Odav, about everything I was taking in. Right. And so he said that go cake kind of leave sounds like a, a Yiddish phrase, which is funny because I was thinking about this phrase that I do know, gay cockenoff and yom. Do you know gay cockenoff and yom? No. It has nothing to do with being gay. But um, I first discovered on the Howards. Do you know? Do you remember soundboards, Lauren? What? Do you know what soundboards were? I, we we would re- yeah. Dean sound, and I would at least soundboards <laughs> were a big thing on on the early internet. My brother and I would go f- sound uh, find soundboards, and there was a Howard Stern soundboard that would you could hear Howard Stern saying "Gay cocking off and yom," and apparently in Yiddish it means "Go take a shit in the ocean," oh, which okay. actually to Odov's point does sound a bit like "Go kick leaves." So it's I like kick, kick rocks. Yeah, that, go that kick sort rocks. Of expression. Um, well. Have any of you ever gotten too drunk at a party? Oh God! Who, yeah, all of us. I, would um, I try not to. You know, I try to keep it mellow. Um, that's why I try to make whipped cream. It helps you sober up. Um, yeah, is that? I don't think Saturday and Sunday nights is a our whipped cream nights. Yeah, yeah, those are the my whipped cream nights. Okay, but not Friday night. Only when Lauren has a uh, non-official fall gathering do I find myself in the grips of aquavit and spitballs and whipped cream. <laughs> it's my fault now. Yeah, you can't do that to me. That's true. I, I mean, Friday nights begin gathering. early for me. You know, one gets off work right. one gets and off immediately work. seeks the succor, the sucker, the succor of colostrum. I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, yeah, it's a word you only read. So then when you, it comes time it, to yeah. say it, you're just like, fuck. Yeah. Speaking, this goes back to the dialogue, which also sounds like it's not actually spoken dialogue. Like the things he makes Linda say. This is a nice says, wine, like, by the way, Dean. Thank you. Of tonight, she says something like, "Today of all days." What's he? He's oh, Sam's I'm, I'm popping, popping out. To the loo. Oh, okay, I know what that means. He's nipping to the loo. A waz? Is that right? A wank? A w- I'm gonna have a wank. I didn't know that one. I don't. Mm. Wait, how do you spell that? Waz. W A uh, double Z. Double Double Z. Z. I would have gone W H A Z, like whiz, but with a. No. No, I like that. See, this is this is our problem. You know. (laughs) Even the languages are so different. Even whiz in Britain wouldn't necessarily have a H. Is that a H? It's also like. uh, a H? H. Is that how you say it? H. That's, how they, that's how they say it. H. Is that like a, it's kind of like a French, I guess, I don't know, Ash, but they don't really, they can't say the H. I don't know, because Britain seems to. Im- what are you saying? H. 
H. We say H. H, H and Z. What did I say? Oh, we don't have to get into this. This is death for a podcast. No, we're just getting started now. You guys aren't editing any of this? Nothing. Oh, okay. Nothing. Right. It's not really up to snuff. Do you for get us. user analytics on like if anyone gets? Does oh. anyone get this far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah? They, they, we actually do. Yeah. They do. Yeah, and some freaks do listen to the end. Wow. I, listen to, yeah, I almost always listen to the end, and your podcast last with Sam is almost unlistenable. <laughs> like, like it really is hard because you're just eating into the mic. Oh, you're using your mic. It's really good, but it gets so good. It gets so good about. Um, I, I, I heard the phrase unlistenable. I heard the word unlistenable, <laughs> and I knew immediately what you were talking about. I, I had referenced um, something you said in this like text I wrote for this gallery, and then one, one of the gallery directors was like, I wasn't telling her to like listen to it or look for it, but she just writes to me on the weekend, and she's like, is this the podcast? I was like, oh, is this the episode like, you were trying to reference? Oh, God. Like, she doesn't know why you like, she doesn't know what else she has no idea yeah. like, what. I had to really mobilize and be like, hey, don't. I'm going to get you like a timestamp. It's like the Metal Machine music of podcasting, that episode. Well, you know, he said that Metal Machine music was actually, if you listen closely enough, you could hear Beethoven. Yeah, well, maybe well, well, yeah, no, that, there's, there's much that's, so if that's you beautiful in, in that episode enough. about struggle. But you, you just need to get past like me not knowing what the levels are because I, I demanded that everyone take off the headphones and, and just eating directly. Yeah. And that was basically our last episode, you know. <laughs> it's, it's one of your better episodes. It's just, oh, like, thanks, it's Dean. just a hard, it just takes a while. Oh, yeah. Josh Cohen is actually a... It's a great episode, but it's it's a hard listen actually. Like I, I, I listened to it when I was running, and it's oh god, it really you it really it, it made me want to stop. No, it was a while ago when it came out. It made you like wanna... it, it was it was a brutal. Yeah, it made me want to just give up. You know. Uh, well, we kept That's going. That's what we aim to do. That's what we aim for. We're never gonna we give up. I don't know what the episode. When did we last? It wasn't Max Lawton who made us give up per se. No, I just you know. Life. Listen, you're back. We're, we're so back, as we're we back. as they say, thanks we're my, so bad. Thanks I, to a drunken agreement at my nice ball gathering. I, when 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 we spoke in Changzhou, I, I think I promised to bring it back. Did I you did. really? Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, yeah. No. So that's that was the secret. Mm. And now yeah. that we're back, we're just analyzing past episodes. Yeah. No. I mean, I do hope eventually this podcast will become devoted entirely to litigating past episodes. <laughs> I mean, I already. Yeah. I already spent half my life relitigating the Josh Cohen episode with random assholes <laughs> who are like, "Oh, blah, 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 you can't look at when you said that." Looks like Dean's going to bring it back to the text. Do, um, <laughs> did, did Gloria and Darcy listen to the pause? I think. I think. Gloria told me she tried once, and she was like, "Ting <laughs> dong." <laughs> don't understand. You know, and a lot of native English speakers don't yeah, understand. No, I, yeah, I, I, I didn't understand it until I came on, and, and then I didn't understand it while I was on. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't. At this very moment, I have, I'm flying completely blind. And that's why, and that's why you're the perfect guest. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. It's, you don't it's, want people to understand too well. You know, we like to preserve some mystique. It's, it's, some it's not like it's not like talking to anyone about anything. Um, which I think is real. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I bet there's, there's a problem with that in podcast land. And it's that people are trying to talk to people about 
That is something. That's where podcasts discreet. really start failing. Yeah. yeah, they have a target or a yeah, point. They actually like, wanna, and yeah, you know, you, you've you've managed to anchor it all in in, in a series of books, and and yet, you know, back at my illustrious MFA program, people what a cliched question people would always ask was like, I don't get the aboutness of the story. I'm like, what the fuck does that really? mean? That's something people would the say. The about what's the aboutness? People would say. Oh. And I thought, I don't know. It's about. Whatever the fuck it's about, or maybe it's I about nothing. I actually kind of subscribe to that, though. I find more and more as as I age, I want there to be aboutness. Not with this podcast, obviously, but when I read stuff, I'm against aboutness. I'm coming out. I'm kind of pro. I'm kind of pro aboutness. I'm, Are we gonna I'm have neutral. A split? I, I, You're neutral it's it's all right. I don't need it. It's fine. It's fine. You can take yeah. it or leave it. Yeah, like yeah. I'll, I'll read something that's about something. Yeah, I read something that's not about anything at all. Yeah, yeah, and and that, that's fine too. I, I I love that actually. It's about itself. Of course, I I'm I'm similarly. I I'm, I'm impartial. You're also impartial yeah. on aboutness. Yeah. Okay. I'm fine with aboutness. Yeah. I'm fine without it. Okay. We're gonna yeah. hound you for your okay, official Dean, position on about. Tiebreaker. Uh, yeah, it's, I think it's good to be about things. Thank you. Stories. Thank you. Certainly. Uh, oops. Oops. It's, it's a topic. It's, 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 no, it's, 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 no, because there's two neutrals, so your yeah. votes are thrown out. No, 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 no. anti-badness. Me and Dean are pro-badness. Ne- neutral is a position. Yeah, exactly. It's not the absence of a position. It is a position. No, it is. It's, I'm coding it as zero. Word one is <laughs> negative one. So it shakes out to... You know, I was speaking <laughs> to a uh, writer last night. A young writer. What? Uh, like Hold a, on. Not, Non-fiction, like a young female uh, former columnist who does okay. this like very kind of like it's very, it's not about a great deal, should we say. Okay. It's really like your thoughts and your takes on things. And she'd like, she'd stopped doing this column. She'd said like she, it was kind of too much for her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's kind of like a bit, she, she was kind of overwhelmed by it, trying to do it every month. And she was talking about how in the present, you know, there's, because of Substack, there's this kind of overwhelming proliferation of people just doing this kind of non-about sort of, like, mm. who I am, or like attitude, or like free association stuff. Yeah. Um, I said to her, this, I am going somewhere with this, like, like I said to her, so. you know, you should like, you know, like, I think you should like start doing the column again, and like it, it, it's fine if it's hard, it's supposed to be hard, mm. and you know, there's actually like, you think you're just one in a million, but not no, like, you know, you're one of many, but there's actually very few people who can write well. Like it's very, True. it's very hard to um, write well, like regularly on any subject. Uh, as it, like, like who else could like, you know, who else can do this? Like name me some writers who can actually do this. Okay. And she was like, well, Sam Chris, Oh. Then we got, then we got started talking about the um, this China dispatch, and she was like, "Yeah, she's, she's like, yeah, she's like, yeah, Sam, she's like very nice guardian." Whoa! <laughs> oh dear! Oh, I, 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 not, not what I expected. I mean, like, because everything Nausgaard says is true, right? Like, like, like he obsessively documents his own life, and and I am constantly just making shit up. But you're documenting all your shitty food that you make with your girlfriend. It's, it's, it's not shitty. I, 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 so, some of that is good. Whipped <laughs> cream. That's absolute documentation. I, 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 the idea that what NASCAR says is, is, is true is, is, I think that's actually, well, you should, you should read the books. There's absolutely no chance 
Especially as you get to book three. Now, books one and two are like their own project. And uh, possible he had diaries or whatever to call upon to, to reconstruct these parts of his life and make it into a novel. By book three, you realize you're like, you are working, you're dealing with a work of fiction that's like quite bizarre because he's claiming to have this near total recall of being like five years old and like finding like taking shits off a log in like the, the wilderness a very memorable passage James Wood um, talks yeah, about yeah. that um, so it is it is interesting I, though I, I will say I, I don't think your writing is particularly now Scardian uh, because of the yeah. sheer aboutness of it you're oh. on you're on the opposite end of the, the about not to am I, am I about I, I always thought I wasn't about I think you are you are you are turning over uh historical and contemporary ideas and, and and doing all sorts of things that are obviously about and you know <laughs> I don't know this is, a, this is an impossible it's, 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 always been my ambi- it's always been my ambition not to be about at all um, no, and, and, think, and it's sounding like I've, I've very badly failed I think, yeah, I think you stray into aboutness quite often you stray into aboutness and, and now Scott is, now Scott is studiously not about refuses yeah. to make connections between even itemization own, baby yeah he has no insights to his own psychology even like he is he, weirdly you are like sitting up there behind his eyeballs and but you have no access to like what motivates him really he seems unaware of it I, this passage is full of stuff I think you're getting some of the best lines tonight Psychopathically complete. Yeah, Willie's behind the eyeballs. It. Yeah, you're proving yourself to be the best literary critic here. No, Sam. If you in your Substack post, if you included just recounted fights you got in with your girlfriend over how you were mad at her for being mad at you for being psychotically drunk, <laughs> that would be Canal's uh, we, we we have a very yeah. nice relationship. Well, then that's not Canal's guardian. Yeah. No, I, I, I fucked like up. You should her. go home, yeah. try to write about Saturday, yeah. Friday, Saturday, and tonight. We should all have written yeah. a psychotically complete account of Lauren's uh, autumnal, of my autumnal festival. Gathering? That would have been. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I would like to see I everyone really here write a different. Like it becomes increasingly patchy as it goes on. I do remember. <laughs> I could hardly hear a damn thing yeah, because there was a train very unpleasant. and there was yeah. a fucking music, and I was screaming. That I couldn't. Music was way too oh, oh, but the music got good towards the end. That, Did that, it? Yeah, that was a girl oh, they who. Oh, magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She oh. was playing all like the kind of I like 80s magazine po- post punk yeah, music. Magazine. I like. Um, yeah. I remember. And, I, was and, and I can't Dean, remember like, actually drunkenly thanking her. I shouldn't have done that. I, I feel like that's, 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 that's not on. That's not done. It's better than throwing little balls of paper at yeah, her. No, I, I don't think I did that. Which I think you did do. Uh, no, we heard, we heard reports. Yeah. Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did ask Christian to write like a long autofiction report on his time in Tbilisi. But he declined. I think maybe he promised something similar for someone else. He wrote wrote that thing about uh, being in a taxi um, somewhere, possibly in Albania. Oh, I haven't read that. It it was on his substack. He... he, Look, I'm I'm, I'm not saying anything. It, it, It just felt a little Christian. In his, in his, in his. Hopefully, someone listens this far. (laughs) No, I thought it was a good piece. I thought, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was an excellent piece. He doesn't have those um, monthly. He doesn't have those monthly subscriber numbers that you do, though. So he's got got a bit more Christian. We're so Um, glad he's back, though, aren't we? Yeah, it's great. I'm so happy. 
He seems to have been rejuvenated by his sojourn abroad. I found his birthday quite uh, kind of alienating. You were so depressed. You looked. No, I was just, I was just hungover. But, but it, it was. That's because it's Lawrence Fall. Didn't you know that Christian Lorenzen was returning, and you have a fall gathering the night before? It was kind of smoky, you do yeah, need to be in a certain much. kind of mood to be like uh, in a in Commonwealth with about a hundred New York editors and like writers. It's a bit. It's a lot of people there. It was, it, was, it, was, it was almost too crowded. He's almost too popular. Yeah, I know. You could hardly get in a word in edgewise, as they say with him. He's back. I tried to ask him about his evening. He told me he had to drink with James Wood the night before. What? For real? And I thought it was in New York, and I kept saying, where are you? Where are you? I've got to find you. And turned out it was in Boston. Oh, the yeah. irony being that it was supposed to actually have been in Boston that night, but I chose to stay in New York for his return. Mm. And uh, alas, missed the... Uh, the summit between the two great critics. Uh, the the funniest thing that happened to me there is I was out back for pretty much the whole time because it's the only place to sort of be not crammed in. And uh, it's cold. I uh, <laughs> this yeah. Late at the night, this guy comes in who had come from Mama Tried actually uh, the bar oh, down right. Sunset Park. Yeah, and he was like, kind of turned us. He was like, do you guys know what's going on here? Because he, he's a bar regular. And we were like, well, it's a, this very popular literary critic. Is, it's his birthday party. He was like, is it a milestone birthday? I was like, well, no. He's 47. He's like, not a milestone birthday. I said, no, it's not a milestone birthday. Um, and he was like, I, I come here every Saturday. We come here every Saturday. And I was just at this party. Like, rode my motorcycle up or something. He was, he was, like, he was like an older motorcycle guy. Yeah, he was cool. And uh, then he was like... Uh, he was like, oh, yeah, I think I've seen these guys' parties here before. He's like, there's often a lot of like, good-looking young women here. And I was like, <laughs> fewer and fewer by the year, I will say. <laughs> it, was, it was very funny. And then there's kind of a pause, and he's like, have you guys seen the tall guy? I lost it. I lost it at that point. And then Sam came out back and did the same thing. But yeah, you're like, yeah. seen the tall guy. Who was that fucking tall guy? He's a tall well, we should, he, has a, he has a name. He's not, a, you know. He's yeah, he's a human yeah. being. Yeah. yeah, he's a human being. But All he right. was—he was very, very tall. He made. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's a human being. He's or a, something he, like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, aren't we all? So it's yeah. Yeah. He was kind of like a, a novelty of the party. Whenever I would look around and see him looming over us all. He was very impressive. He was, a he was very impressive. Very yeah. yeah, I've never—I've never seen someone that tall in yeah. real life. Then I saw someone. Also about seven foot the next day. That's crazy. Who, who was sat right in front of me in a plane? Um, I won't, yeah. But but he he had terrible Tourette's. Um, oh my god. What, what were his tick words? Or? Um, it, well, he was just kind of going, "Hey Joe, how are you doing? Pretty good." And he That's was just his kind of, Well, and he was also like kind of twitching. It could be worse. I mean, like like yeah, this yeah. can't see, but I'm like kind of twisting my head. But he was like the entire flight. He didn't stay still a moment. And he ah. was easily seven foot tall. He was enormous and one of the most handsome men I've ever seen in my life. A, a beautiful kind of Roman nose, strong chin. Incredible. Yeah, and an, an, an amazing man. Um, and it was just kind of two, two giants, easily within 24 hours. Um, and then you know, everyone in Kentucky was quite short. Um, really? Yeah, I, I, I would say kind of stunted. Short brown? <laughs> it's just nothing but hot browns and, yeah. and, and malnourished. They, 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 they don't eat well there. <laughs> Imagine if you had Tourette's, but every time you had an episode, you only said lines from My Struggle. 
Just the most banal lines, like, try to say something nice about everyone. <laughs> what would that be like, Drew? <laughs> yeah, tell us more about what's I think I'm on the road to getting it at this point. I'm just going to, like, what's wrong with that guy? He's talking at a party in Stockholm? I work for a peace organization? From what I could glean, and her husband, it's like... That doesn't, uh, disavow, doesn't disavowing this bit. Virtually <laughs> <laughs> disavow. Can I? I avow. <laughs> I, 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 I would avow everything. Thank you. These two short passages. Thank you. I like. That was my way of trying to bring it back to the text. I implore you. What is, what is, what is best friend? Gare? Oh, yeah. That's right. You mean his gay lover? When he returns from the Iraq war. He's just exhilarated. <laughs> yeah. He's never seen him happier in his life. That's why he has no time for the story of the pregnancy, right? He like doesn't give a shit about it. Oh, wait, no, that's his brother. Or his oh. brother. Yeah, Ingve, Ingve is Ingve yeah. is oh, born. Oh shit, right? I, I got them confused. Yeah. Ingve's reaction to his pregnancy is very funny. Yeah. It's very it's cool. S- that's kind of what I'd do if my friend called. You'd be like, hey, how about that? And he's then. like, he's Carlo Ve kind of I'm watching like a football match with my, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> kind of a bit busy, a bit tied up. Now. Um, yeah, like Gare's like so excited. A really long time. <laughs> not that long, actually. Not that long. Oh, actually, no, we've two been, hours. Yeah. Okay. We can wrap yeah, it up soon. How long was my one? My one was like two and a half. I think it's actually really hard to respond to... I think it's hard to respond... I think it's hard to respond to a big emotional material as a man. Like, I had a friend say to me recently that he almost OD'd and died, and all I could say was, dude, that's crazy. Like, I didn't know what to say. I don't know what to say to people when they tell me big emotional news. Like, what do you... I actually had a friend recently tell me that he and his wife were expecting a child, and I, I, I just looked at him and said, good job, you know, and patted him on the shoulder. I had no idea what to say. Like, Congratulations. You... I'm very happy for you. There's, like, a lot of very easy... We have a whole... I guess, there's all sorts of easy things. Because I don't want to use those rote phrases... <laughs> I don't know what to say. I want to. S- <laughs> those are yeah. These are these are cliched things. Yeah. Getting married, yeah. Yeah. having a child. Are you, are you saying that good job is like a really unique <laughs> and personal phrase? I found that, it that funny. My, I was say. trying to amuse myself. I just don't know what to say when somebody tells me That's something in life or death. Amusing yourself when you hear ones. One's friends, well, one that was my Sometimes that was my you put others before you. This and is you what sacrifice cliche. Carlova writes about tradition and how it's nice yeah. to have, exactly. or, or to sort of have, or maybe this is when he's writing about becoming bourgeois. But he's, right. you know, he's saying Flo it's Bear. good to have, good to have rules and and um, you know routines to operate within to know what you're supposed like, to what do. What would you say if someone had told you like their mom died? Would you be like? I don't know. I'd never know you how to say, respond. No, you would say my condolences. No, 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 no. But it you, sounds you say, you say long life. You say long life. That's the best thing about being Jewish is you have something to say May her memory dies. be a blessing. No, no, no. Is that what if, you if say? If someone's bereaved, you say, I wish you a long life. Isn't that Jewish? Really? Yeah, yeah, that is Jewish. May yeah. her memory be a blessing. I just don't like these. You only have a... The only things available are these highly wooden, cliched statements, sometimes but you want to you, say something real. Sometimes you take the L and say the wooden, cliched mm. statement. No, but the point of the wooden cliched statement is that nothing you could say would actually be appropriate. Right. So you say the yes. cliche the as a stand-in. Yeah. Right. I'm for, just trying for, to subvert that which the cliche. Is unsayable. Yeah, but you're trying to say and the unsayable. It's impossible. <laughs> you're, you're, well, you're, 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 you're trying to escape the bounds of language within That's why we've been talking for four hours. You know, I'm trying to get there. Or this asshole trying to escape the bounds of... <laughs> 
language. Friends he's trying to be like Samuel Beckett up in here yeah. when his friends was the OD. <laughs> Having a baby. Good job. Damn, dude. <laughs> I just think men have trouble expressing themselves in this way. I don't know. I don't. Or is it? I don't know. You don't want to be wooden. You don't want to be cliched. Mm. What do you say? So, like, when he, when his friend, when he's, he was just pissed that his friends couldn't celebrate with him. But his friend had been in Iraq, or I'm confusing the characters. But anyway, Drew, do you ever tell your homies that you love them? Uh, you do. Usually you do. at a at a, at a point to like get drunk. Long, get yeah, drunk exactly. To do it. Yeah, something like that. I but mean, it, there, 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 there's a lot of repressed men in Norway. That mm-hmm. seems apparent. Karlov's father. Fair enough. Karlov. Ingve. Gare has sort of he well he I mean he gets into Gare so for podcast listeners who don't know this kind of he's like a major secondary character he's Karlova's writer buddy who's also sort of like he's like a uh, kind of a, a swashbuckling journalist type who's like, what if someone wrote a literary book about boxing? Like one right. of these. It's like a Hemingway yeah, type, yeah. right? Yeah, he's and like he, Bill so, Buford of Norway. Romanticizes more violence. More like, yeah. Well, yes, yeah. He, there's like intimations that he has like reactionary politics that offend yeah. the right. Swedes. I think right. that comes yeah, up yeah. somewhere else. And he also he went to. And he went to Iraq when the war broke out as well. Yeah, we a lot of us did. And he loved Norwegian. it. He had a great time. And he had a, yeah. He had a <laughs> I think he also serves yeah, as a... No, I, 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 he was running a, a hostel in, in Kiev. Well, I think uh, he's guy, a foil. This guy was like incredibly fat. But he claimed to have been there as a soldier. Like I, I got the sense this was some years <laughs> afterwards. I, sorry, this is complete sideways. <laughs> no, go for it, baby. <laughs> no, he <laughs> was a he was a fat Norwegian who'd fought in Iraq, who now ran a hostel in Kiev. First thing he did, when Kiev. Kiev. Sorry, no, no, back then it was Kiev. This was like this was like 2011. It was Kiev. First thing he did when when we arrived was like. You guys want to go and shoot some AKs? Yeah, right. My brother stated this exact. Yeah, yeah very possibly. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah. No, it, it was it, it was amazing. It was fantastic. Yeah, we've we've got some barrels with stars of David <laughs> yeah, on them. Yeah. <laughs> Just let them rip. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we, I think my other main memory of the guy is that we spent the entire time. The entire rest of the time we were in Kiev when we weren't drinking vodka was just arguing with the guy over whether the US or Iran would win in a war. Um, And and, and he he was just like showing us specifications for different types of aircraft and kind of going, Iran has nothing that can counter this. And we were going, but you've been to Iraq, you must know about asymmetric warfare. Got him. Yeah, well, I mean, apparently not, because he, he could, like, list NATO specification for every firearm in the now, Iranian military. Now, that's a type of guy. For the, for the type of guys connoisseurs out there. Hey, it's a very type of guy. Did you um, see the footage of the F-35 hovering, actually? No, I did not. That's, like, the whole reason they spent all this money. And I finally saw the footage. It was not on Twitter of the F-35 hovering, and it was spectacular. It was a real thrill to see. The whole point of the F-35 is I think it's a stealth fighter that can take off vertically. Uh, Something's hovering don't, above don't, us? Don't we, isn't that like a, a Harrier jump jet? Harrier jump jet. That's a piece of British engineering. I was also thinking Harrier jump jet. Yeah, the yeah, no, the, the famous, famous British Harrier jump jet. Harrier's also like a famous... <laughs> 
There's a few trillions of dollars. No, no, I have no, no, no idea no, no, what they're talking about. Harry was like when we were growing up. That yeah, yeah. Harry was also like a. I remember the British Harry junk jet from my from my child. Childhood. Harry famously like <laughs> the, 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 the fighter Harry. jet of yeah, my of my childhood. Kind of. This is but that's not a stealth. This is like a Harry jump jet, but crossed with a stealth bomber. Okay, that's that's very different. That's amazing. That was right when that guy, when the when the pilot flying one in North Carolina or whatever had to bail out, they didn't right. know where it went because of its stealth capabilities. It was like under it. Yeah, uh, like discourse alert. Flying independently without the guy in. Discourse alert. Yeah, because he he is hit the eject this button. This is not discourse. This is, this I don't is the know. F-35. I saw it on Twitter. The guy who ejected. <laughs> this is this is. I will confess. Almost all knowledge. This is almost like three years ago. It's like multiple timelines. Like our last episode was two weeks ago. Our live show was a week ago. You didn't read about the guy in North Carolina with the I read about a lot of you. I've already told you about all I've read about. Um, And I also my understanding is they didn't know where it crashed because of the stealth. I could be wrong about that. I just don't like to think there's something hovering over us. I knew the tall guy at Commonwealth was hovering over us. His head was hovering over us. This is my unique in- ingenuity as a podcaster. I can always bring it back. It was, yeah, that was well done. That's about all I've got yeah. at this point. Dean, what was your other passage you wanted to bring up? Yeah, mm. Give this man a mic, for God's sake. Also, this just on the facing page, when Gare having come back from Iraq, he's talking about, oh, they're moving all of Carlo Bay's books, I think. His t- uh, two and a half thousand books. Yeah. The new bourgeois a flat of his um, girlfriend's mother in the centre of Stockholm and his friends are like helping him move this two and a half thousand books and Gare compares it to unloading ammunition cases alongside the US Marines in Iraq <laughs> <laughs> the happiest he's been and Carl Ove says um, an activity that was for me as alien as Wells Fargo stagecoach <laughs> yeah. or bison hunting that was a strange He's not very good at metaphors, or or is that a simile? Well, yeah, he uh, he read some Western stuff, you know. Though he was he was reading a lot of um, early modern Europe stuff at the time, right? Right. And, oh, and research, Spengler. Yeah, and research for his uh, for his novel, which is set. Oh, Spengler, yeah, Spengler stuff is very interesting. Have you read? I haven't read that myself. No, he gets into it and he finishes. Isn't isn't one of these books kind of entirely about Hitler? That's book six, where he has to kind of account for having Beginning. written the books in the in the actual like course of his life and what it does to his marriage and relationships with his family, and then also yes, there's the middle like three hundred pages essay about Hitler and Willie's the expert tonight. I bow down to Willie; he knows more than any of us. As you should. Well, I just read the books. <laughs> he, he's also the secret father. Spoiler alert. It's really a secret. We talked about it a lot. Yeah, we Did we already speak about that? I, when I was on your podcast, we yeah. almost exclusively talked about how I, I died. Honestly, about, I have a blank spot about, like about like that episode. Dressing up as like a troll or something. No, oh, right. Man, it sounds, sounds right. <laughs> I don't really remember. That was a Zoom episode. That was like the old days. He dresses up as something. He dresses up as some kind oh, of. Oh, that was a different episode. Yes, but oh. Carl Ova does dress up as a as a gnome. He dresses up as a... Um, oh, wow. I don't know why, but I blanked that episode out. Pandemic era school right, yeah. So we were talking about kids masking outside in uh, Park Slope, actually. Yeah. Damn, that yeah. was another fucking... Another age of still, the world. Still happening sometimes. <laughs> sure, hey. Wait until you join the co-op. My, my, my girlfriend was a teacher. She said, uh, 
at her previous school, which was a kind of inner city school in South London. Ugh. A lot of the kids would wear masks, not for any kind of hygienic reason, but just so the, you know, they're just kind of hiding. Although this feels verging on discourse, actually. To talk no one wants masking. to be perceived anymore, am I yeah. right? <laughs> so right? The horror that. of no, being no, perceived. No, no, no one wants to have to like emote with their entire face. Yeah. I try not to do that. That's why I have a microphone. Yeah, so covering my facial I, expressions. I, I maintain a kind of blank and laconic manner. Yeah, you, you always get to be. A do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I never <laughs> express strong opinions on anything. Yeah, you know, there's no aboutness there. No aboutness. <laughs> there's no there there. Just agreeable Sam. That's what we call him. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Pleasant Sam. Pleasant Sam. I can't. I'm trying to think of something alliterative. What's a neutral adjective? That's an S. You don't really like literary style. You don't really think in alliteration. I tell you that Kanazgar. I was thinking as I read Kanazgar today how much easier it was to read than other texts I've been reading lately, and I was sort of disturbed by that. Yeah, what are you reading? Well, I can't actually reveal that because it has to do with a next uh, a next yeah, episode. Yeah, but I've been reading some self-consciously literary texts, and reading this today on the actually as as always as is always the case when I try to get to this location, I accidentally get on the M train. Instead of the oh, F. Oh, yeah, I do that again. And I accidentally got on the M train and started reading Kenosha. And I thought, damn, this is so fucking easy to read. Now I'm in North Brooklyn. And then I got just... <laughs> and I almost got to, went to Queens. Because it was so goddamn easy to read. And I was disturbed by how easy it was to read, you know? I, I, I love that every so often, to just read a book that you can kind of read in a day. I feel and guilty kind of about like, that, well, though. Like you just remind yourself that actually, you know, you, you are literate. Um, uh, yeah, you know, and I've been teaching this book, my brilliant friend, which is oh, I, I read that one. Yeah, Italian translated um, Elena Ferrante, which is also really easy to read. And I thought, isn't it strange that these two books, which I think are like the poles of moral literature right now, yeah. my struggle and my brilliant friend, my. Yeah, they're the two biggest. They're the two biggest, right? Century literary phenomenons. They're both really fucking easy to read. Is, 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 there, is there any recent literature that isn't easy to read? That's, I mean, it might not be a in like some like tiny, small press kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Last time we were a lot, in our last episode a week ago, we were talking to Max Lawton about a lot of literature that seems decidedly not easy to read. But um, yeah, I don't know. I hope there is. But I, mean, I, mean, I felt guilty for reading a book that was so easy to read. I guess. I, I mean, to come back to something I was saying much, much earlier in the in the episode when I had a lot more energy. Uh, <laughs> About, uh, well, just like how much books suck. <laughs> Wait, I remember last time on the party you said how much movies suck. Movies I think you suck. Said. Books suck. A lot of music I'm not that keen on. <laughs> I, I, I was actually thinking don't, that. Don't get me started on TV. I was thinking that I can't even listen to music anymore. It's strange. I, don't, I hardly listen to music. Isn't that weird? New music or just music at all? Well, the problem is that it involves headphones, and I keep losing my headphones. I have a problem with headphones. Do, do, do you have, like, the wireless headphones? I know, no. I got rid of those because those never worked, because Bluetooth yeah. is a dysfunctional technology. But then I got wired headphones, and I always lose them. So consequently, I never listen to music, which is really sad. I, I've kind of stopped listening to music. On, on, the, on the flight earlier today, I spent a lot of time thinking, I could put some headphones in and listen to music, and I just didn't. I guess what I'm thinking about is attention. Like, to what do you give attention mm. now? And it seems harder and harder to give to actually like pay attention to fucking anything. And even in a weird way, these. Well, I, I, guess, I, I looked yeah. at a lot of clouds out the window. 
Uh, the natural world really yeah it does afford our attention but i i wonder if like these maybe that's why these sort of easy they're not easy reading but these books that read more easily Mm -hmm. than say you know self-consciously you know modernist or postmodernist difficult texts are popular because they're easy to give your attention to um in an age Mm -hmm. when it's very hard to give pay any attention to anything under the sun i don't know i've 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 been reading I've been reading um, this book, uh, Ridley Walker. Um, oh, I, I know that book. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Book. It's, yeah. It's, it's fun because you know, like, like because it's not written in anything like standard English. You you have to yeah. you have to very consciously read every word. Well, you you can't, you can't just let let it wash over you. Embarrassingly, I tried to write a whole novel similar to that when oh, I was I, younger. I, I tried to write a short story before, I, like, long before I read yeah. this one. Um, I, I kind of had the va- vaguely the same idea. I think um, the appeal precisely was like, I'm going to force readers to pay attention to every fucking word. Yeah. I mean, uh, or did, else you won't did, get it. did you read um, by your previous guest, uh, Will Self, The Book of Dave? No, I didn't read a damn that, that, word. That's kind of a Ridley Walker style. But I love um, that kind of thing. And I think it's yeah, like an it's, antidote it's fun. to this. Yeah, no, it's. Um, um, Adorno had a bit in, uh, in his essay on the language of the philosopher where I forget what he actually said the condition was, but he said that it demanded the radical difficulty of all philosophical language. Um, yeah, I and and I, think, I think difficulty is, is worth defending. No, me too, but that's why I worry about books like my... Stri- I, was, I was sort of worried about a book like this. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I, like I guess that's why... It goes down too easy. May I interject? <laughs> I, I would dispute the idea that my struggle, the like fucking 16... And locally, locally it goes down easily. But but globally, it's 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 extraordinarily. Uh, I mean, it's not extraordinarily difficult to get through. But I do think it requires that you decide to commit to being with this weird guy for an yeah. extraordinarily long period of your life. Um, and yeah. so so yes, at a sentence level, there's no yeah, question yeah, yeah. that it's like it's kind of it's like almost subliterary. He he hammers it out as we've discussed, like on Pepsi Max and like would several pages a day yeah zin and um but but i do think the 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 project itself is not is not terribly easy and it's not exactly attention getting famously he writes about like the whole process of making himself a bowl of cereal or whatever and this is pretty this is this is laborious shit yeah you're making a good decision the local readability and the global readability which i think is and yeah even there like people do think it's boring though i think still for sen- sentence by sentence it kind of is immediately readable which i think the, the, is, is something is to note reminding me that last summer after reading the the decameron i kind of committed to myself to yeah. you know i'm just going to plunge into a really long book and, and i love read, like a famously long book and i did and now I, I can't even remember what the book was. <laughs> and I, I spent like a month reading the thing. And, and not only do I not remember what was in it, I don't remember the title or the author. It's yeah. amazing how much we forget about books. Um, that happens to me a lot. Yeah, yeah I mean, occasionally I do wonder what the point of reading is. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's funny you said because like as a teacher, when you actually go and try to teach a book, you realize how little of it you even fucking remember. It's mm. amazing. Like, you, you, you read it all and you think you, you grasp everything and then you try to teach it and you realize, oh my, I don't even remember the fucking character's name. Oh. And it happens all the time. This reminds me, you, you occasionally see things online, essays uh, about this, about children sort of not 
in our you know increasingly post-text society, yes. children being uh, unable to sort of understand what literature is doing, or how fiction works, or like whatever dramatic irony, or James like Wood. implied meaning, things like this, they they just they struggle to make sense of a pretty straightforward passage of text. Has that been your experience at your elite primary um, school? Well, I noticed that when I asked, like, so what happens in this chapter? Almost nobody responds. Which leads me to believe that either they're not retaining anything or they're not reading at all. But no, actually, I think, um, you know, in opposition to that, I think people, they actually do retain a lot about it. They retain a lot of the emotions, but it's more about content. They think more about content, if you know what I mean. Like, more about, like, what are characters doing and saying, and as opposed to, like, when I try to get them to think, like, sort of, like... Is the aboutness what they struggle with? uh, Not, actually, less the aboutness, which they actually kind of get. They get the main theme, but it's rather, like, the formal qualities that wash over them. I mean, the the novel is weird, right? Yeah. Like, like, even historically, the novel is... The, the novel is weird, like an exhaustive description of things that never happened. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I, I think. Um, Damn, they are kind of dumb. Now that you put it <laughs> well, I think yeah, it's actually, like, to your point, like, I, I think, like it's a very historically contingent form, you know. Like, I, like, I, I think, I think Roland Barthes like, um, like points out that you know there, there are these certain grammatical forms that, yeah. that never occur in just ordinary speech, right? But only occur in the novel. I think the the preterite or the priestrite. Well, I think weirdly it. now, like students assume if they read something, they often say, "Oh, wait, this is fiction. Like this is made up." They mm-hmm. assume it to be, which actually is sort of germane to this text and maybe true about this text, that it's actually real. Well, they I'm don't not, understand. I, I, yeah, that. I, I call that uh, the, uh, cat so, person so. syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> if sorry, cat person syndrome. After, yeah, uh, you, you know, which like, like everyone seems to treat that story like it was, uh, like you know, like like it was uh, right, like right. a confession or an accusation or something. Well, and know, I, I you... saw people kind of going, "Oh, did you know that she's actually like an MFA and in, in, and a PhD in 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 writing?" And you know, as if this wasn't a piece of kind of naive found art, but an right. actual you know literary text are being created to deliver a certain yeah, effect. Did you see that they've made a movie, a feature yeah, film? Yeah, yeah. So I, I watched. Did. I watched the trailer, and yeah, and uh, exactly. my impression is that what happened when they went to do this is like the plot of adaptation where they they have a short new yorker thing and they need to try to make a feature film out of it and they go fuck and then they turn it into a thriller yeah. because they don't know what else to well, do well, well, there's nothing there so they it's all to in the literalize, head. like they basically needed to destroy medium. the point of the story which is about this ambiguity in this gray area yeah. of menace that this man may sort of exist in and then they turn him in he tries to kill her and then she has to kill what? him what that's what that's what the trailer <laughs> what that's what I the was trailer seems to I, show when I read this story oh, I was shocked she did kill him as well like in real life right Oh, there was a person oh. who it was based on who was actually apparently lovely um, and, and not oh. a creep. Yeah. No, no. Did that happen? I was I, shocked I, when I read the story how anticlimactic it was. I thought, wait, that's it? You know? Oh, oh what? Well, he, he texts her. He so calls her a whore. Yeah, yeah, that's the end. That's it. Have, have you guys read her other ones? Um, no. she, no, she, I, I have no. seen Bodies, 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 though, which is her, which is her, it's, this is her second feature film based on a, a cat. Rep- no one mentions that her name's Cat. This is kind of shit. You ever noticed that? Cat <laughs> <laughs> Rapinian. That's right. That's her name. Whoa. I have that. Do I have that right? Kristen. Wait, was it Kristen? Yeah. Oh, did I just think that? No, I think it's <laughs> fuck. Hour three. Thank <laughs> God. 
Yeah, yeah. edit that out. <laughs> Keep it in. As Roland, I, I endorse that. I endorse that. endorse that in his cat. You know, Roland Bart said somewhere that all etymologies are equally valid. Yeah, it's Kristen. I, I, I was, I was way off. God fucking damn it. On the tape. <laughs> Living forever on the internet. But I, I'm talking to a different mic now, which I really can't hear in my headphones. But, um... Uh, I hope it's recording. Oh my god, I have three mics now. But I saw the uh, the preview to Cadpers, and I think before a screening of Tree of Life by Terrence Malick, one of my absolute favorite films. It's an amazing film, right? At the Paris Theater, which is recently reopened, I suppose. And um, by the plaza. Yeah, by exactly. Well, after going to Tree of Life with my girlfriend, who hated the film, which caused we almost broke up because of it. I will say. That's an exaggeration if you're listening, girlfriend. But um, um, it's a film that is so crucially important to me that to have someone sort of disagree with it was, was shattering. It really was. But, um, and actually very Canals Guardian film, actually, that shows like every element of growing up um, and sort of the perfect Bildungsroman, which I'm actually teaching a course in the Bildungsroman right now. I am, and I showed the kids this piece by academic Franco Moretti, who I think has been canceled, who talks about the the problem, the main constraint of the Bedouin is like the the problem of like on the one hand under uh, capitalism to be self determined and free, mm-hmm. right? They tell you you can be whatever you want, you can be an individual, and on the other hand having to conform and having to be socialized, which actually is exactly what Kanazgar talks about in the fascist. Anyway, I saw a preview to Cat Person. And I was just disgusted. I thought, wait, that's the short story? I was shocked by it um, before Tree of Life. And now whenever I see previews, it's, they're usually disgusting. I'm like the mm, old man no, in the, the, in the often, theater like, what, this shit? I'm very really often kidding when me? I see a preview, I just kind of think, why did you make that? Exactly. I, 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 I feel like films, films don't feel like they have to justify themselves enough. Definitely. I mean, I, I, yeah. Back to James Wood, that's my comment. <laughs> Everything goes back to James Wood, doesn't it? Just justifying itself, you know. Persuading the reader. Doesn't he have a whole thing about how texts have to justify themselves? Yeah. I don't that's know. right, you got it. All right, it. well, we can move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything else to say about it. Oh, man. How far are we? Are we like? No, you still have to, another two hours, and we're good. Okay, all right, all right. Well, I, I can, I can, I can talk about like uh, Reddit, Kentucky. I do yeah. want to hear about Reddit, yeah, Kentucky. Yeah, I do think, I do think the Reddit, in, the Reddit hinterland is something that I, is not discussed enough. No, I, I was, I was surprised. <clears throat> Um, Can you first describe to the listener what you mean by Reddit? This is tough, but it, yeah. it, you know it, it when you yeah, see it's it. Important. No, no, it, it's, yeah. it's, um, it's lame. Like basically, <laughs> it's when something okay. is lame. But it's but it's but it's, it's lame in a particular way. Yeah, I would say like uh, the 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 Reddit user is is like college educated or nearly so, right? Mm-hmm. Not cool, however, but savvy, savvy okay. enough to know a little bit, okay. but not quite enough, okay. right? This is like mm. sort of and so, so so Reddit culture is somewhere in in there. The mm. uncanny valley of of cultural knowing. Mm. Yeah, I think okay. yeah. I mean, Uncultu- yeah, that, yeah a, uncanny valley of savviness. I think is is, is yes. one way of thinking or, or, about or like it. Like a kind of an an, an overemphasis, you know, a, a failure to be detached enough. You know, right? like the Reddit person is the one who, in person, will ask you if you've seen any cool memes lately. 
Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay, so one thing I did notice was that in the kind of Perry downtown of, of the city in Kentucky, the name of which I actually can't remember anymore, um, basically every business was some kind of digital branding agency. Um, and they, they all seem to be, you know, producing ads for the, I don't know, the property speculators and sawmills that constitute the local economy. Um, Wait, were you posting about this on Instagram lately? I, I was posting about it's this It's so on weird Instagram. because I thought it was somebody else that I knew on Instagram that was posting about this, <laughs> about the surprising, like, neoliberal Reddit quality of Kentucky. And so that's really strange that this guy is posting about this. Like, I never would have thought that we'd have this insight. And now I realize <laughs> that it was... Really who did insight. you think it was? Some random person that I knew in Iowa. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> but now I realize it was actually yeah, you. It was me all along. And now yeah. all the pieces are coming together. I'm like, oh, that was that guy. Anyway, yeah, go on. Yeah, no, I'm... Um, yeah, so, like, you know, like, I like some music from Kentucky, which is, I've, I've now learned from a completely different part of Kentucky, from like, you know, from like the kind of the old coal country, you know. Um, Eastern Kentucky, you were, yeah. in, you were in close to Ohio, Kentucky. I, yeah, I, I was in, I think it's Bluegrass area. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, again, strange to me, because I like Bluegrass music, I don't associate that with what I found there. Um, but, but what I found there was, like, they had a... Jewelers, whose name was a Lord of the Rings reference. Um, it was you then? Yeah, yeah, no, that 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 was me. I love this. Sub-part. I was like, who is this random asshole suddenly being insightful about Kentucky? And I mean, it was you, fucking you, you Sam. Looked at the top of the page I think, I and see my know a name few there. Sam's. Yeah, no, but, but like I, I have a surname. Wait, are you routinely watching people's Instagram stories in a trip? I'm actually addicted else? to Instagram. I'm always out here looking at people's stories, and I thought it was this random guy. I'm like, this guy was stupid. Why is he coming out with these insights? I mean, look, what, that are, like, what I was saying was not really very insightful. insightful. I was walking around Kentucky and going, "Yeah, this is pretty fucking Reddit. This is I, surprising." I'm, I'm just happy to know it was you after all. I had no idea who. It, like, oh my god, it was that you were the. Why well, didn't even know you were in fucking Kentucky? I thought you were in New York. I, I think I told you I was, was going to. But you still won't reveal the reason as to why. To, to reel it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you were eating like brisket pretzels. Oh and no no no! I I well I went neoliberal to, um, cocktails. I, I went to this this place called it was called uh, agave and rye, but mm. it also had in big in big <laughs> letters. It had it had big letters on well, the on the front epic tacos well um yeah and and the epic taco turned out to be like a particular type of taco they do there which is you know it's it's not a normal taco it's it's epic you, you know taco. i went to a bar the other taco. night before um taco. before christian the wrench and thing that had a, a cocktail called late stage capitalism oh fuck off yeah. and my girlfriend actually had the gumption or the shame or whatever to order it and she had a, 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 a late stage <laughs> but it's funny because was I always it good? I always say is, my, is late stage capitalism I didn't try apparently good. it was very it was surprisingly acidic the girl said <laughs> um, but it's funny because I always go to a bar that has a sort of um, cucumber that cocktail your girlfriend you uh, no that no, was that, sorry, that was, oh, sorry, that was, that was the other girl in girl. her gotcha. aura in the area gotcha. I should say um, and then it's you funny you say that's a little cruel you should <laughs> yeah, dial sorry. it back <laughs> it's it's getting late, as they say. But um, <laughs> but I, I I go to this other bar sometimes with my coworkers, and one of them always gets this drink, it's a cucumber drink, and I always jokingly call it the cucumber neoliberal, okay. because I think it's like one of these drinks that's very you know trendy, and it's cucumber and like cumin and 
There's mm. Hindu things in it. And, you know, it teaches you how to breathe <laughs> correctly. You've been describing a lot of stuff that I'm Hindu doing my podcast tonight. trick again of rubbing it back in. Is it weaving? Anyway, I was so I was a st- she when she ordered the late stage capital. And she said, "Oh my God, Drew, that's your fucking cucumber neoliberal, <laughs> essentially." But the bars are now taking ownership of this thing, and they're, they're, they know how to name them. So okay. I'm surprised to hear that's going on in Kentucky or Dayton, Ohio, or wherever the fuck you are. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just looking through my photos of Kentucky. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm reminding away, myself Willie. of uh, the um, university bookshop at the University of Kentucky, where um, you walk upstairs into the kind of... The, the campus bookshop and the first thing that greets you is a, a table of illustrated editions of the Harry Potter books oh my god um, and they, they also have like a whole shelf of manga um, mm-hmm. and, and their, their philosophy section is like Marcus Aurelius and then books about Marcus Aurelius um, Wait, why? I, well, I, I guess because it's the University of, of Kentucky and they don't expect their students to read why Marcus Aurelius? <coughs> I, 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 that, that's a gun. That's a dumb guy philosopher, right? Yeah, it's like the Reddit philosopher. It's, yeah. it's, it's Marcus Stoicism. Aurelius and like like Nietzsche. Is that Stoicism? Yeah. yeah Do I know? I don't know anything yeah, about I, that. I, I kind of hate Stoicism. I know dudes online are really into Stoicism. They are, and and but like if you go into any kind of um, any bookshop in or near a train station in Britain, and my nearest bookshop is in a train station. Um, they'll have a philosophy shelf and it'll all be books titled things like How to Be a Stoic or The Stoic Guide to Living Stoically. And the general impression is that what you really ought to do with your life is kind of nothing and be okay with it. I know Dean's a big Stoic. It's kind of a, like, the Stoic the Stoic guys online are like, that's like the Sigma, Sigma male thing as well, right? Which Carl Love is very Sigma in this passage as well. I don't know if... You guys are noticing that. You guys, you, you yeah. <laughs> Lord, Lord's making. I need to go to sleep gestures. No, not because so, of what you're saying. About no, 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 no. It's it's fine. Yeah. But what I would say is that the, the stoic the stoic guys are like startup founder uh, hustle Bitcoin mm. Miami types. Like there there's they 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 do stuff for better or worse. Yeah, yeah, they but do. But, but Marcus Aurelius was was Roman emperor. Um, yeah. He definitely did something. Yeah. He did. He did a little he, more than that. He killed a, a lot of people, but he was okay with it. No, I mean, like, like the classical Stoics are kind of okay uh, because they they believe crazy things like the universe is an animal, and I can kind of respect that. Um, but kind of contemporary Silicon Valley Stoicism is is just like like the the fundamental message just kind of seems to be like, oh, in your life you are beset by stresses. Here's how to deal with it, and and the idea that life might be interesting doesn't really seem to get a look in and I think it's because they're boring people mm. is this kind of Buddhism for trad guys like they just want to like detach themselves <laughs> from like yeah. you know they, they want to remind themselves that it's all temporary yeah and like, like Buddhism I'm I mean, okay, I'm seeing a lot of very tired people at the other end of the stack. Okay, fucking Buddhism. Jesus. I, okay, I, I've, I've, talked about, I've talked about this on Substack and Instagram as well. But um, having been to a bunch of Buddhist temples in China now, I'm, I'm amazed by all the people who, who like, like all the kind of the Jubus and the kind of the Western people are like, ah, oh, well, you know, Buddhism. Love the Jubus. Um, yeah. Attuning the mind is all about just 
spirituality. Buddhism is a crazy fucking religion. Um, and and, it, and it, it involves a, an enormous amount of idol worship. And like, 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 um, you know in The Simpsons when Apu says, please do not offer my god a peanut. Um, Chinese Buddhists, at least, are very okay with offering the Buddha peanuts or pieces of fruits or um, you know small pastries. You um, coins at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but like, like it's it's a lot of food. You you feed the Buddha, um, and then and then you'll get karma, and and it's not remotely spiritual. Um, it, and, and it's just very kind of there's something very mechanical about Buddhism. You know, like like the prayer wheels where you just turn it and you accumulate karma just. Like by the, by the motion of your arm. Are you going to correct him on the opposite? No, I'm just thinking about taping now, taping no, no, your, no, I, I, taping your mouth. <laughs> How does tape? I'm just trying to tape my mouth shut <laughs> as I sleep. <laughs> I'm wondering what benefits that will uh, give me. And also, you know, nothingness and just. I actually, the weird thing is, I found a new guru or a guru. Oh, because, oh. are you a Buddhist? Um, no. she's actually Hindu. I could try to find her on Instagram right now, but she's a white woman that's involved with a Hindu organization. Oh is, is she a, a, a Hare Krishna? She's a Hare Krishna, but the, the, I think so. I'm not sure. I don't know the whole um, origins. But the the head of this Hindu sect was canceled because he abused women. Muji. Uh, maybe Muji. I don't know. I, I wish I could find her. But she is a boomer woman with a sort of lesbian haircut who I find extraordinarily calming. And I listen to her every night now as I go to sleep. And she talks about, you know, either it's in your karma or it's not. So I've adopted this idiom for like anything I don't want to do in my life. I just say, that's not in my karma. You know what I mean? But even some of the, some of the things that are hard, I think, are actually in my karma. And I embrace him like that. That's my karma. That's who I am. I'm oh, going to go sense. through this. But like you're using the word karma to mean what you want or don't want to do. I'm using like, it like in a very contrary to the, to the principles of Buddhism. That's probably right. But you know, as a Westerner, I'm allowed to appropriate it as no, no, I no, see no. fit. Don't get me wrong. I completely support your your right to turn Buddhism into whatever kind of bullshit you want. Like, I would like that. I would just want to say that if you find a guru on Instagram, you should follow them. And just take it to sleep. Use them to sleep. Especially these boomer women are great gurus because they see nothing beyond themselves. It's beautiful. Oops. Okay. On on that note. (laughs) On that note. Our struggle is back. We're back. We're back. We're We're so back. every, Every week. Get, get ready for a Sam's gonna fly in from That's what caused you. Dean to end We all we need to go to bed because it's eleven PM. It's late and it's a school yeah, night. It's ten to eleven, yeah. yeah. I need to get to Manhattan. Um you guys are gonna play us out? Yeah, let's do a song, how about we? Yeah. We'll play that theme song. Play the perhaps? theme song, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, let me yeah. get my uh, I guess so. <laughs> okay, Lauren. Um, it's great to you're back. I've waited too long to have you hide in the back of me. I've the game of tricks to.